gonna be a wild one. Welcome to Bad Puns and Machine Guns, the podcast where we watch and discuss every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie one at a time, and maybe the occasional surprise as well. I'm Kevin Keene. And I'm Mike Olson. And today we'll be discussing Conan the Destroyer, released by Universal Studios on June 29th, 1984, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Grace Jones, Wilt Chamberlain, Mako, Tracy Walter, Olivia Diabo, and Sarah Douglas. Written by Stanley Mann with a story by Roy Thomas and Jerry Conway. Based on the character by Robert E. Howard. Directed by Richard Fleischer. You already did it. It's Mako, not Mako. I, I you decide, already forgot. I know. I actually, as I was reading it, I decided I'm going to go with consistency, <laughs> and then I got it wrong the first time. You're going to own it. I'm just going to step up and own it. But yes, Mako. Thank you. Well, we are in the days of high adventure, and... Again. I hated this movie. Really? Yes. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because I, 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 in the last episode, I was saying, oh, this is a terrible movie, and I think I was a little too hard on it. I don't think it's good, but... I enjoyed it on a campy level. I'm glad you did. This is my first time watching it. Well, yeah, first couple of times because I had to do it a couple of times. I absolutely hated this movie. Yeah, I can understand why. You think it's better or worse than Red Sonja? Um, Red Sonja, to me, I think was just so campy bad. And I think I really enjoyed Wizzo that I... I enjoyed Red Sonja more. I mean... Wow. Completely on an ironic level. I mean, it's terrible. But this just seems... So far removed from what Conan the Barbarian is. Oh, unquestionably. There's no question about it. I mean, this is, this is why, this movie is why Arnold didn't want to do it anymore. He said, like, this I, is what it's going to be. I don't want to do this. I can understand why. I, I it just, I did not enjoy this at all. I mean, I, I get it. I definitely liked it more than you. Uh, I'm not going to say I, it's good or anything, but, you know, if it wasn't a sequel to Conan the Barbarian... Well, let me ask you. Do you think you would have been given it more leeway if it was not a sequel to Conan the Barbarian? I, I, I probably would give it more leeway, but what I would also say is it just feels like, as I look through my notes, kind of getting ready to, to record here, it's just we move from place to place to place. There's, there's no reason for any of this. It's a quest. He's on a quest. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just... I. It really is... Uh, you know, I had said on Red Sonja that my, my comparison for this quote-unquote trilogy, I know Red Sonja is not technically a sequel to this, right. but... What I had said was that Conan the Barbarian is a poor man's Beowulf. This is a poor man's Lord of the Rings. And that was a Dungeons and Dragons campaign run by somebody who doesn't know the rules. In <laughs> I do remember doesn't know the rules. I do enjoy that. But in hindsight, Conan the Destroyer is not a poor man's Lord of the Rings. It is a Dungeons and Dragons campaign run by somebody who does know the rules. Because <laughs> that's really what it feels like. It's just, you know, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I never have. But I know I have a sense of what it's like. And it's like, you know, it just feels like someone has set up this little adventure for Conan to go on and throwing obstacles in his way, and then he overcomes the obstacles. You could almost feel the dice rolling, you know? Like, <laughs> it, it really, really, really feels like that uh, a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. <laughs> should, we, should we come up with a dice roll number when we get to eat each <laughs> obstacle he has to overcome? Ooh, he, he rolled a five here. It would probably be a d20, so yeah, probably, okay, there you go. <laughs> he rolled a 17. <laughs> Yeah, when, when he's fighting the, all these monsters. And he's fighting like a level 7 mage when he gets to the Hall of Mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really... There are so many spots where this movie really puts its wrong foot forward. Where it's like... Yes. You could even... You could take this material and have it be thrilling and, and kind of a fun adventure that Conan goes on. It's frivolous, but you could... Ma- I could see a version of this where it's really 
true high adventure. You know what I mean? And it's just not thrilling. It's just kind of plods along in a way that it's just like, man, if they just tightened it up a little bit, I think it would have worked yeah, a lot better. Yeah, and I, I guess it, for for me, it, if it is a quest, as you're saying, which I, I think that's what you have to define this as, then I would at least like the quest to either be fun or intense. And it's neither. Especially on the the few battle sequences there are, they're really lame. <laughs> yeah, they are. There's one that's fun, campy, like bad, but they're otherwise they're just not good. Well, it's because most of the fights are, he's fighting a monster. Yeah. Whereas you want him fighting like in Conan the Barbarian, you want him fighting Sven. Yeah, like, like guards and other like you yeah. know enemies, like enemy army. You know, he's supposed to be. A conqueror. I mean, it's, the movie's called Conan the Destroyer. I don't know what he's destroying. That, well, thank you. That's actually another good point. Is what exact other than glass? What is he destroying? <laughs> that's true. He does destroy a lot of glass. Yeah, that's really the only scene to talk about in this movie, if you ask me. But that's the one that you enjoyed. Because man, there are moments where it is fun and kind of. Oh yeah, that that by far and away, it's like a WWF match. I mean, I, I have that in yeah, there, and that, that's that's probably what I enjoyed most about this movie. I mean, it made me wonder if someone, like some wrestling guy, choreographed all these fights because it is. <laughs> you're right; it is so wrestling. Every move is a wrestling move. Yeah, um, there is a wrestler in this movie. I don't know if you're aware of it. Uh, I saw it just getting ready for this. Oh, did you see it? Oh, you son of a bitch! You, <laughs> you saw what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't see that. No, I. I had read before it's Andre the Giant, right? Oh, okay. Oh, we're getting ready for for not, yeah. not just now before no, we started. No, not before we started oh, when you were... That was my secret. Oh, that, that, sorry, I, I ruined the well, secret. Well, I'll just do it now because I pulled up this this picture. So yeah, Andre the Giant plays the monster at the end. With the, the horn. Dagoth? Dagoth. Yeah, I think so. But I, I, I was pulling up this picture I didn't want you to see until we recorded. I love this picture. This is a picture of Andre the Giant, Wilt Chamberlain, <laughs> and Arnold. <laughs> I love... <laughs> That picture. He looks like a tiny child. He does. It's so great. Awesome. I have not seen that. Arnold Schwarzenegger does look like the little brother that's about to get just... <laughs> and the goofy smile on his yeah. face. Wow, that is an awesome picture. Yeah, I love this picture. It's, it's, this is why I wanted to keep it a secret, because it's such a great picture. We, we almost need to change that. That needs to be the official picture of Bad Puns and Machine Guns. <laughs> and Chamber, he, Chamberlain just looks like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, grumpy. I mean, he may not have wanted to be there. I don't know why he's in this movie. I don't either. <laughs> what is he? He never acted before. He never acted after. Was he jealous of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane? Is that what it was? <laughs> I, I guess this would be after Airplane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know who convinced him. Uh, I'm sure there there's probably some story on the internet to read about it, but it's just, yeah, how, how did Will Chamberlain end up in this movie? I mean, I Maybe, guess he just had nothing better to do. Maybe he was trying to add to his, whatever his claim total was of 20,000 women that he slept <laughs> yeah. with. Maybe he figured Hollywood is, I need to break in and do a little bit more through Hollywood. Oh, his uh, drawing power with the ladies is waning. And exactly. Like, I gotta get my, my face I got, out I gotta there. get, yeah, I gotta get, uh, re, reinvigorate my name out there. When did he start talking about that? I don't remember. Did he write a book or something? I think it is in a, a biography, yeah. I wonder if that was before or after this movie but I mean it was probably after I don't think Wilt is necessarily that terrible he no. just doesn't seem that interested he's just kind of there he's just I'm a big yeah. tall guy yes why have a tall like a seven foot tall guy you could have cast someone shorter but more powerful like, he doesn't seem like imposing no he's so lanky and tall like, yeah. his feet are dragging on the ground when they're riding horses around <laughs> practically <laughs> you know he's just I don't get it having a, a seven footer play that part I don't, you're right. He doesn't seem imposing because if you were six foot six, but just built like a house, you'd be far more intimidating than, than he is. Yeah. Because oh, he's definitely. got height. He just doesn't have bulk. I mean, he seems like a, a strong wind would blow him over. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, fast forward, if it was Shaq, you know, in Shaq's prime, Shaq would look a lot more imposing. Yeah. Shaq was a big muscular guy. That's true. 
I wonder who if there was anybody who are the other NBA players you could have cast like Bill Lambeer or something. Ooh, that would have been an interesting one. I don't know who else could have would been. He, would he have the face mask? Face mask or no face mask for Lambeer? It would be like a helm. It would be like, it's got like the nose thing that comes down and protects yeah. your nose. That would be perfect. That's what it would be. I like that idea. Maybe that's for the third in the trilogy they cast Bill Lambeer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, you don't you don't like the movie. I like it okay. So, I mean, maybe we should just jump into it. Cause Let's just dive in. I mean, this basically is just... From A to B to C. I mean, there is not subtext. There is not plot. I mean, that's that's the thing for me. Is like Conan the Barbarian. I didn't remember it that well, but there were a lot of things that it did well. Like that, you you had noted right away that forging of the sword for the opening. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that Milius did that was a good movie. This is just yeah. we need to move from place to place on the quest, and I might as well be playing Final Fantasy because that would that would be a lot more fun. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy feels a lot more mythic even than... Than that. Yeah, than I get, that's like, what I'm saying. I just, I don't... I have, everything is very frivolous. Like, it doesn't feel like... Well, and I think part of the problem is, at a certain, to a certain extent, it's kind of unavoidable. Because Conan the Barbarian was the story of the formation of yeah. Conan the Barbarian. Anything that comes after that... Well, not anything, but, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to follow that up with something that has equal gravitas. But they didn't even try. It was just no, like... They, I, th- I think... This I, was like a family film. Or, you know, oh, it, was like, it was an adventure like family film, and they changed the tone of the series and to its detriment. Yeah, I mean, this is rated PG, yeah. and the first one was rated R. I mean, there's no question about it. You know, I, I think the studio wanted to turn this into like a long running franchise where each movie was its own little adventure, which kind of goes counter to what they, what John Milius had set out to do, which is do a trilogy. Yeah, more of a self contained trilogy where yeah. they had a beginning, middle, and end. You know, it's, it's even the things that they repeat. Like the the shot right at the end. I do this every episode where I jump right to the end. Like That's literally fine. every episode in our intro, I'm just, just going to talk about the ending right you at just, the top. You just want to be done with this. <laughs> no, actually, I, I don't hate this movie. I mean, I, maybe you want to be done with it, but we're going to talk about this. Yes, you you can't avoid it. Nope. No, but the ending shot of he's on his throne in the future as the king. Yeah. And there's no weight to it. It's just like, oh, this is how Conan the Barbarian movies end, I guess. Yeah. You know what it is? It's the Bond gun barrel. That's this yeah. movie's gun barrel. It's You're just right. Like, there's a thing that every one of these movies We just does. have to do it. We have to do it. Yeah. It's just going through the motions. Yeah. So, but I don't know. All right. I, I still, there are parts I can You're going to defend it. I'm going to tear it down, so let's dive in. I'm not going to defend the whole thing, but there are parts that I enjoy. Uh, so, yeah, I've got that it opens with a solid score and Wilt Chamberlain's posse bouncing on horses. <laughs> yeah. The close-ups of Wilt Chamberlain riding on his horse. <laughs> It looks like he's sitting on a horse outside of a supermarket. <laughs> it's perfect, he, yes. It's just, you can tell he's not on a real horse. He's just rocking, rocking, rocking. It's just a weird shot. And it's weird that he gets a close-up before they even introduce Conan. Like, it should just be riders in the distance. Ooh, who are they? Yeah. Suddenly, Why are you establishing Wilt right away? Yeah, suddenly close-up of Wilt. Uh, so, and then I have, so next you cut to, Conan is hanging out near a park bench while Bob from Batman puts jewels in a pouch. <laughs> okay, I, well, I was wondering if you'd recognize uh, Bob the Goon from Batman. I, so immediately I recognize him, and I'm like, do I know him from anything else? I, I then looked up his history. I If I saw the stuff he was in, I didn't remember him in it. So I didn't recognize him. I, when I looked up his IMDb, I was like, oh, he's Bob the Goon. Yeah. Like, once I saw that, I, I kind of made the connection. That I immediately did. No, I was waiting for Jack Nicholson to come in. Bob, I like this one. Leave it. <laughs> uh so, so who is this guy? That's the thing that really annoys me about this opening is like he's established as if we know who he is. Like, do you think this was written to be Subatai from the first movie? I, I think that's what the intention was, and I didn't know if you found anything if 
you know, the actor didn't want to come back or, or whatever. But yeah, I, I assume that's, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, because he makes comments throughout as if he, you know, for, for instance, he acts as if he already knows Mako's character. Right. You know, you could presume that things happen between movies and Subatai went away and this guy showed up. and But no, they, they're making it seem, I mean, he's trash talking with, um, with Mako. With, you know, the, the, I can't remember the way, what's his character's name. I'll, I'll get it when it's we get there. Akiro, I think. Akiro, yes. He didn't have a name in the first movie, and this movie gives him a name. Yeah, he's like trash-talking like he's had a bunch of adventures with him, so it leads me to believe that this was supposed to be just the replacement for Subatai, but they didn't cast somebody and use the same name. They just made up a whole new character. Yeah, that's, that was my assumption. I don't know for a fact, but I, I think this was probably written to be Subatai and... Uh, Jerry Lopez is the actor's name. He, yeah. uh, maybe he didn't want to come back. or yeah, Who knows? It annoys me. Just, I mean, th- this guy is, to me, the Jar Jar of this movie. <laughs> this, this thief. That, that's probably true. The way he, uh, you know, he's just like, uh, I know when to steal and when not to. And just, the, the, he's supposed to be comic relief. And but he's not funny. Rarely funny. I think yeah. once or twice I kind of laugh. But uh, this movie doesn't need this character. No. Uh, Conan, Conan didn't need a sidekick. Friends, sure. Like, Subatai... And Valeria, like, they were his equals, more or less. Yeah, because they were wrecking crews on their own. Right. This guy is not Conan's equal. He no. is a... He's the comic relief. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, writers show up. He's praying for Valeria, and then they show up and interrupt his prayer. At the park at bench. At the park bench, yeah. So I have that the Nets start coming at Conan, and it's not the New Jersey Nets. I couldn't, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> yeah, these Nets, like, they're fishing. Like, why? He's Conan the Barbarian. Like, the movie makes it pretty clear later that he's pretty famous yeah. as this great warrior already. And they're just like, Nets, that'll do it. Like, do they think this is going to work? It's a terrible plan. And uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't work out well for some of, uh, some of the guys with the Nets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's, there's a fight. You know, I did, did you happen to notice there? I, I, I thought there, or at least I noted, that there was a pretty cool stunt early on there where they had, like, two horses went coming at him with the nets and then like flipping that was a pretty pretty cool stunt because those are real horses that's not cgi yeah i mean they definitely knew how to trip horses you know i think a lot of that comes from you know the italian movie industry you know for for like a decade and a half prior to this was making a lot of westerns part part of me kind of feels bad because i don't think that's good for the horses oh i don't think they're being terribly hurt but no i I, still tripping horses yeah (laughs) it's probably not good it's still to to me it still was a pretty cool stunt to see you're right in terms of i guess animal ethics probably not not a good thing and probably wouldn't be done today yeah i don't think the 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 action choreography in this movie isn't bad no i mean the only problem is when he's fighting a dumb monster then it's bad because it's a dumb monster but when he's fighting human beings and even you know like the choreography is fine it's just yeah we'll get to that but the the battle sequence when it's him one on one late in the movie, that it's not a monster. It's just you know one of um, the the Queen's guards. It was not that great of a battle. That's true. Sequence, but we'll, we'll get there. So um, I don't speak, speaking of uh, cruelty to animals, Conan he punches a horse in the face. <laughs> so, uh, what did I have on there? Oh, so I, I had a horse gets punched in the face. Apparently, Conan doesn't need to be high to fight animals. <laughs> is what I put down. No, and later we th- this gets confirmed. Yes, uh, this yeah. Uh, so do you want? Are you which, are you tallying the kills? Or are we just going to do it at the end? Because there's there's a couple on here already. I've got mine. I've got eight. There's nothing really that interesting in this fight. So Not really. Is that, is that what you got? Eight, is eight? Let's see. I got five over there. Yep, that's what I got. And Bob, Bob the. Uh, Bob the sidekick, I know it's not Bob. Malik. He, yeah, he, Malik. Had, one of, he had one of them, Malik. Yeah, the one thing I do find weird about some of the cinematography is when he's fighting guys and the camera's 
showing it from like the enemy's point of view, like Conan just stabbing at us, like at the audience. Yeah. It's weird. Like it's playing like the, this heroic music. I do like his new theme, by the way. Yeah, that, it was that's good. not in the original because I mean it wouldn't have fit in the original movie, which is a lot more morally ambiguous, I guess I'd say. Whereas this one, he's just he's just the hero. Or yeah. just da, 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 da. Right. So whatever, however it goes, I'm sure we'll hear it later. <laughs> Uh, but I like his theme, you know, yeah, even though I, it is a little heroic. and I a, think it's appropriate, though, because, I mean, you've already established, you, from the last movie, you established that's what he's going to be. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Wilt's got a, he's got some whistle tips on his... Yeah, can can you explain this? So what I had, I, Wilt gives a signal that sounds like it's from Star Trek by swinging a mace around. Yeah, it's some kind of whistle on a on, on the end of a mace. It's, I mean, it's kind of cool. I like it. I, I just, I'm like, what? What is that? Yeah, just like... He yep. spins the thing around. Yeah. And so we get uh, Queen Teramis introduced. Yeah, which, why didn't they just have this conversation in the first place? There's like, catch him in a net. Whoops, that didn't work. Here, let me try to convince him. Yeah. Which she totally does. So she could have just, she could have tried that first. She, she lost eight of her men. <laughs> she's going to say, she wasted a lot of resources. Yeah. Yeah, so Sarah Douglas as, what's the queen's name? I think it's Queen Teramis. Queen Teramis. So Sarah Douglas... I automatically have a soft spot for Sarah Douglas because she is in Superman 1 and 2. Oh, okay. Man, is, there's a lot of Superman connections yeah, in some last, of these movies I mean, we've been doing. At least this time it's Superman 2, unlike uh, the guy from Superman 4 in our last episode. <laughs> who was that guy? Uh, well, the bad guy in, in uh, Raw Deal. I don't remember his name. Yeah, but who was he? Wasn't he some minor character in Superman 4? Yeah, in Superman 4 he plays a, a newspaper owner. He, he owns That's like right. a... That's right. A gossip rag newspaper yeah. who yeah, okay. they buy out the Daily Planet. Yeah. It's not interesting at all. And then at the end, Perry White buys it back. Like, that's the extent of the subplot in Superman 4. <laughs> we did it. We bought the Daily Planet back. I don't even remember how he raises the money. It's just like, we did it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Superman's robbing a bank. Or, you know, who knows? <laughs> no, but she's great in Superman 1 and 2. And I, I as like Zod's uh, right hand uh, lady. So I, I, I think she's fine in this. I mean, it's, it's very arch and. Yeah, you know. she she doesn't have much to work with, but she she's fine with what she's got. So she tries cutting a deal by basically saying whatever he wants, and he wants Valeria to be brought back to life, and he just accepts that she's able to do this. Yeah. She she's already proven that she's relatively incompetent by just sending guys with nets at Conan the Destroyer, but he believes that she has the power to bring Valeria back. Yeah, I think that they needed to have something of her like demonstrating the ability, some kind of a power to yeah. see what he believes because yeah, it's it's flimsy. I, he really he does come off as kind of a sucker. <laughs> and you for know? a guy who's one of the world's greatest thief, he's very easily taken. And someone who distrusts sorcerers because he, the whole first it's movie true. is about how and he says in this movie he doesn't like magic. It's true. But I, I forgot about the magic part. You're right. And what they're trying to do is they're really trying to sell us on how much he loves Valeria that he'd do anything to bring her back, which is, you know, first of all, very reliant on having seen the first movie. It's true. It's interesting that the like most, or the, the character relationship that is most important in this movie is between Conan and a dead person. Yeah. Like, there's no other relationship that really means anything. All he cares about is Valeria, who does not appear. <laughs> You're right. You know, so, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if I buy from the first movie that he loves her this much, that he basically... It's indicated that he kind of is willing to let the world burn in order to bring her back. You know, there's there's this indication that what they're doing may bring about the end of the world. And Maka end goes, of days. <laughs> yes, the end of days. And Maka goes, death to the world and life for Valeria. It's like that's how much he loves her and wants to bring her back, that he's willing to let the whole world burn. So I think that's kind of interesting. They could have done something with that. But no, he's too. he has to be heroic because they're trying to sell toys or whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's potential in this idea of him trying to bring Valeria back. Yeah, and but it, it, just, it could have a different tone, but that's not where they went. They went with a fantasy adventure to have a standalone movie and not something that could have been darker. You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just that he goes along too easily, for sure. Yeah. But he does go along, him and uh, Malik. Yes, they ride back into town. Can you help me with this? You've got rich guys with jewelry that see him and start, like, holding on to their, their jewels. How can he be this great thief if everybody knows he's a thief? <laughs> I mean, isn't subterfuge one of the things you need as a great thief? I think really what it comes down to is thief is the wrong word. He's, he's like a raider. or He's like a, he, a pillager. Yeah, he's a bandit. Like, hey, I think that's a really, bandit. That's probably better. It should be Conan the Bandit. Conan the Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of works. I mean, I think this movie more than the first one, he seems to almost come off as like a Robin Hood figure, which is totally wrong for Conan. But I think that's what they're kind of going for because the... As they ride into the village, all like the the people love it. The villagers come on, hey, it's yep. Conan the Barbarian. They're like so psyched to see him, yeah. and the rich guy is the one who's covering up all his jewels. So yeah. I think that seems to be the idea. I you think know, Rob, right. Robin Hood was a famous thief, yeah. But I, you know, again, I don't think I'd call him a thief. He's a bandit. And I think that he's the, a bandit and a redistributor of wealth. But I don't, I don't know if Conan's actually redistributing. He seems to be keeping all of it. <laughs> but they love him anyway. <laughs> Maybe he gives them just like a small taste and he just, they don't know how much he's keeping. All my droppings, you can have whatever we drop. You can wet your beak, but I get the rest. (laughs) So, the return of the camel. I I hate this. (laughs) So much. It's funny because I love it. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> I totally get why you'd hate it, but I think it's so, it it crosses through the other side. It's so dumb. It completely just you don't it, think it's funny when it, okay. we should explain, but you know, he sees the camel from the first movie. <laughs> it, it is specifically stated to be the, cause yes. Ma- uh, Malik says, do you recognize that animal? It's like, how do you recognize a camel? And also he wasn't there. So how does he recognize oh. the camel? Well, I took that as that every time he comes into town, he gets into a fight. With this camel. <laughs> and there's like eight other encounters that yes, we're not seeing. That you haven't seen over the years since he's been gotten to know Malik when Subatai went his own way. Well, he's punched this camel more than twice is what I took that as. I, I forgot I had this note, but I, I do have... This is my note is, okay, so just like Kaminsky's faked death, I have a, li- a number of problems with this camel <laughs> situation. Um, Kaminsky's death, there were some great ones. Uh, I'll, I'll read through these. I, I literally don't even remember writing this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, okay, so I mean, first things first, I say it's really funny. That's the thing. I don't know how you can hate okay. this so much when when the face that Arnold makes when he gets angry at the camel. <laughs> okay. It's so funny. I hate it because it just doesn't fit with what these movies are supposed to be. Can I? It fits with this movie. Are, I can't deny you that it is funny and that I did laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so there you go. It's 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 not. How could you hate it if you laughed at it? I, I, I all right. I just, can understand hating it because it's totally wrong for Conan the Barbarian. But I mean, unfortunately, you just have to accept the fact that this is the this kind is of movie a different movie. It's, all right, that's fair. All right. all right. So okay. So if it's the same camel from the first movie, how does how does Arnold's buddy recognize it? And if it's not the same camel, does this mean that Conan has been assaulting another camel between films? <laughs> Okay, and then why would he apologize to a camel? Is this a magical camel that can understand and accept and or reject apologies? Maybe it's <laughs> Joe Camel. <laughs> yeah, he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> he blows smoke in, in Conan's face. That's what I think of your apology. <laughs> uh, and yeah, if, if this is just a camel, then Conan is getting offended at the rejection of a dumb animal to his apology <laughs> and responding with violence. 
And at least in the first movie, you could say he was under the influence of opium or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. He's <laughs> clearly, he is as sober as can be. Absolutely dead just sober. just comes in and just jacks a camel in the face. But presumably this is just a camel, right? This is not, I mean, this is a magical world, so maybe this is a magical camel no, that like, can I, I take understand. This, I take this as it's just a camel, but it's the same camel that he assaulted previously. Yeah, I think the movie makes that clear, that it's the same camel. <laughs> yes. uh, I do also like that he hits the camel, he bonks it on the top of the head, <laughs> like the Three Stooges. I was just going to say, you like the Three Stooges aspect? Yeah, because in Conan the Barbarian, he just punches a camel. Yes. He's just high, and he, he decides, I'm going to punch this camel. I'm going to throw a right hook at this camel. To be fair, I mean... Yes, he's high in the first movie, but at least this time he has a reason for punching the camel. The camel spit on him. But the camel spit on him because he probably assaults the camel every time he sees the camel. Well, that's the thing. I think the movie is, whether the camel's intelligent or not, the way the scene plays out, he tries to apologize to the camel. He's like, I'm sorry about what happened last time. The camel spits on him, and then he gets angry and bonks it on the head. Can we just state this? This is absurd, because we now have, in the first 15 minutes, probably the first 10 minutes of this movie, he's punched a horse and he's punched a camel. <laughs> yeah. This movie is just dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is dumb. It's kind of why I like it. It's, it's, it's dumb in bad ways, it's dumb in good ways, and this is one of the good ways. All right. Yeah, this is definitely like a record for like, animal <laughs> violence for Arnold. It's too bad we didn't track from the beginning. Uh, that's, of, that's a major miss on our part of how many animals he, animals he assaults in movies. I, I mean, but I have to think that if they had continued this franchise, this camel would appear in every oh, single Conan movie. Absolutely. You know? I, I have no doubt, especially with the tone of what this is, if they were going to continue down that path yeah. of PG movies trying to sell toys... The, the camel would have it, multiple toys, is my guess as well. Oh, definitely. And then you, it, there'd be like you know, a multiple punching action <laughs> figure like set where you could oh, make yeah. Arnold punch the camel. Well, you hit, you hit a button on the camel and it like collapses its legs and arms. <laughs> exactly, its legs. Yes. The camel doesn't have arms. Uh, <laughs> no, what I was going to say. Joe Camel does. If there had been, say, five Conan the Barbarian movies, I'd say on the fourth one would be when they became friends and the camel, like. <laughs> I have to cross the desert. There's only one animal that can help me. You know, and he's got to turn to the camel, camel for Cut help. to the camel, like in smi- a smiling camel, <laughs> like a sly smile. No, he's going to have to convince it to help him because they're enemies. And it's just like, I need your help. You know, he it spends 30 minutes of the movie trying to convince the camel. <laughs> but it's like, you know, G.I. Joe and Cobra have to team up to like take on a greater foe. That's what it would be. <laughs> that is fantastic. I know what I have to do. You know. Anyway, camel right. <laughs> camel conversation is over. Uh, we ran its course, but we we probably got as much mileage as you could get out of that camel. Yeah. So then we get uh, Queen Taramis and all of this stuff. It's, there's a MacGuffin. There's going to be a jeweled horn. I didn't care about any of this stuff. This is just setting up what the adventure is supposed to be. Yeah, it's just fantasy movie mumbo jumbo. This is kind of the thing I, why I don't I tend to not like fantasy stories. In part, just because when you have magic involved, it's just anything can happen like you have to really really go to great lengths to set up the rules yeah and this movie you never know what could happen or you know what the rules people are people can turn into dragons who knows yeah and like situations where it's like why don't they just do this but then it's like well because of magic you know it's because it's, a wizard would do yeah, it <laughs> anything like that happens anything like that happens uh, just say a wizard did it i told i could not have botched that quote worse that's all right anything the time of the wizard <laughs> anyway i do think this is a cool set like it's very clearly a set, but I think it's pretty cool. Like yeah. the, the you know like tiers and there's like stairs up top and yeah. I don't. I mean, I I didn't have any specific notes as I did on Conan the Barbarian. I I really did was impressed by. Other than you did point out the the one castle set, um, 
in Conan the Barbarian because of how giant the mountain was and how wide the shot was made oh, yeah. it look a little small. But well, the staircase, the staircase, yeah. yeah. So i i didn't in, I didn't appreciate them as much as Conan the Barbarian, but they they still were good. It was one of the strengths of the movie and well, of the franchise. It's interesting because ironically, because I think this movie had a lower budget, they didn't try to build those kinds of enormous sets. Whereas this movie, I think, really relies more on like matte paintings. Some of them look great. Some of them don't look great. Uh, I think this this castle when they're riding towards like up to the castle, you know, like you see it up on top of the mountain. Right. Those I actually think that's a foreground miniature, and that stuff looks great. Oh. I think that those I look, didn't know it was a miniature, but it does look good. Yeah, actually, it's funny because a fly flies past the miniature, and I remember thinking like it's a good thing the fly didn't fly behind the miniature because then it would have been like attack of the giant fly. You know? <laughs> oh, I, God, didn't, I didn't notice must. that. I'll have to go back and pull it up. That's it's a pretty good miniature. I mean, I think they're using the same kind of technique they used in the first movie for. Some of those like towns. Okay, so a lot of these effects don't hold up, but that that one holds up pretty well. So we then, after that, kind of get that fantasy adventure set up. We get the introduction of Queen Teramis's niece. Yeah, but first she's kind of tempting Conan with. Uh, I actually I was reading that there was a sex scene that was cut here. Oh, I didn't. When they decided to make a PG, I didn't know that. And she tells him about Dagoth and whatever. Oh, so no. uh, sorry to stop. I do want to. I just like the statue of Dagoth. I like how casual it is. Oh, he's just kind of sitting there. <laughs> he's just like, "Hey, what's up? You know, hey, he's just, I'm here." He's just lounging there. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, Denise. Uh, yes, and I. It took me a while, and I. I had to look it up, but then I, I was disappointed I didn't realize what I recognized her from. The Wonder Years. Yes. I did not notice her as Karen Arnold until I looked her up in the IMDb. Maybe it's just the age, because this was her first role, I think. Oh, it definitely was. Yeah. And she's she's very young in this movie, and that will be <laughs> relevant later in this conversation. Cause yeah. I think she's 14 when they're filming this. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> So we'll move on. We'll come back to we'll that. We'll move on to my next note, which is exposition dump. Evil plot that Conan must die and the girl will be sacrificed. They're saying this right in her bedroom. Yes. She's like, go to sleep. Okay. Sleep. And suddenly they're talking about sacrificing her. It's like, it's well, Queen, been 10 seconds since she quote unquote fell asleep. Like, who falls asleep that fast? But doesn't, doesn't Queen Teramis use her Jedi mind trick to get her to go back to sleep? Sleep. Oh, does she? I thought so. If it's not in this scene, it's in another one that she does. Yeah, maybe I missed that, but uh, even still, it, like, yeah. walk into the next room yeah. and then plot to put a, little, put a little distance. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I can't decide if it would be better if this was revealed after the fact, because the whole thing of just like, you know from the beginning that they're going to sacrifice her and that Conan is kind of being complicit in this evil thing, Like, it's one of those things where you kind of know where it's going already. You're ahead of the movie. Yeah. You're ahead of Conan. We know more I, than Conan does. I still don't, I don't know if it would make the movie good. I think it would make it better if it was a reveal later in the movie. Yeah, I, I tend to think so, too. I mean, it, it may have been necessary just so you kind of understand what's going on, but, yeah, any movie like this, you know, we talked about it in the End of Days, where if you know more than the characters know and you're ahead of them, then you're constantly going like, Come when on. is Conan going to figure this out? You know, like, I think it would have been better if they didn't. When tell. are they going to get to the fireworks <laughs> factory? But anyway. Conan. So, uh, yeah, so you, you get, basically get the entire plot, you know, kind of set up here. And then the next morning, it's time to write off. I have, I believe her name, the, her, the niece's name, I have Jenna. It's, I think it's J-E-H-N-N-A. I think I looked it up, but yeah. I have Jenna. I've got that she pl- she plays hot or not with Wilt. She concludes that Conan is handsome. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, it's it, real. Now that I know she's fourteen, what did she say? It's just something like 
but I've never seen a man, a uh, real man, that is, and then, <laughs> other than you, Bombata. Yeah, Wilt kind of takes offense at it. Yeah, maybe that's so, why Wilt makes this claim of twenty thousand women. He feels like he was <laughs> disrespected in this movie and said, "I'm just going to set the number unreasonably high." Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is kind of the thing we kind of skipped over from the previous scene, the fact that uh, her virginity is kind of part of the, the thing where she needs to be a virgin. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what this is playing into is she's kind of got, she's got the hots for Conan. You know, again, I wish I didn't know how old you know, Olivia Diabo was yeah. when they filmed this, but it's not something that really comes up. It, it's it's a constant thing of she she's into Conan. It comes up in the dialogue here and there where she's like asking people for advice but i don't know maybe it's because it's pg but it's like you kind of expect it to be a thing uh was a monster squad is that the movie where they, they have to sacrifice a virgin it's like you're not a virgin ah you know like it was kind of like the joke of it you know i mean obviously wow. if you're gonna do that you should make her older but you know wasn't that also something in your favorite dragnet as i remember wasn't there a sacrifice oh yeah pagans oh right yeah uh, uh, yeah what's her name I don't remember. Yeah, I, they, they do sacrifice a virgin, and, yeah. and or they, they attempt to yeah. defeat her to a snake. But yeah, it's just like you kind of think there's going to be some kind of twist there. Like if, if if it was a thing where they get to the end and like Conan has deflowered her or right, something, he, you know? he's ruined the entire thing. <laughs> I mean, he didn't know what the rules were, right? Or yeah, exactly. Or just he didn't, he couldn't you know, help himself or whatever. Like the, yeah. the Conan from the first movie probably would have. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So that's the thing is like. He's still pining for Valeria, so it's not something this movie's going to do. No, you know, not besides the fact that it's PG. Yeah, and, and it I, it's one sided that she's interested in him, and he really, as you said, is kind of still infatuated with Valeria. And it's just, I, it's a sidebar that doesn't go anywhere. It's just like they needed it because that's what fantasy would have: is you need a young virgin to be yeah. sacrificed. So we're just going to put it in there. It's just a fantasy cliche, and yeah. so they, that's what they did. But you know, it's just it, it's weird how often it comes up her infatuation with Conan. And it never pays off in any way. Nope. Like, not even as a joke. Well, you do have it a little bit because you have uh, that really bad sequence later where Moloch is trying to explain sex to... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not saying it was funny. I'm just saying it does kind of come up there. There's a part of that scene that made me laugh, but not, it's not Moloch. It was uh, Grace Jones. <laughs> I think, right. I think her her sex advice is pretty great. <laughs> I do remember it. I know I've got a note. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're, we're coming up on Grace Jones. I think she she really enlivens this movie, in my opinion. Really? I think she. I think Grace Jones is great in this movie. Uh, I hold on. Let let's let's go get the wizard first, and then we'll get there. <laughs> yes. How do you get the wizard key? I mean, that, that's what we're getting here. <laughs> we're getting the wizard key. There kind of is a wizard key. The key, the like the gem that she has to get yeah. to unlock the thing. It kind of is a wizard key. How do you get out, the dun- out of the dungeon without the wizard key? <laughs> so Conan decides he needs a detour, that he needs a wizard, because he doesn't like magic, but if he's going up against magic, he needs to have some on his side. Yeah. So if, luckily they get there just in time. It's amazing. Because <laughs> he's I mean, about to be eaten alive. Yeah. Well, there's the, the joke here. I think it's way too contemporary a phrase where... where uh, the princess says, what are they going to do? And uh, what's his name? Malak says, have lunch. <laughs> lunch? Lunch is a thing in Hyboria? In the Hyborian age or yep. whatever it is. Just, the word lunch does not belong in a fantasy story. I, I mean, if you're going to do like a goofy kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek, then fine. But this is not that tongue-in-cheek. No. You know? Just imagine Conan be like, we will destroy our enemies and then have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be a great change. Lunch. The word lunch. Enjoy a nice supper. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, uh, conquering his enemies, they take out these cannibals. Yeah, I've got three. Is that what you got? And then one gets a concussion? Uh, I only have two. Really? Uh-oh. Kills two cannibals. One's head comes off. Nine and ten. Two guys attack the camera I have. Uh, Conan hits one on the head of the sword. Oh, I, I, I assume he's not dead. It made a bonk sound, is what I wrote. Yeah, no, so I, I had three for some reason. I, and then I said, uh, Malik talks trash to Akiro, and Conan bangs one last savage on the head. Concussion, no kill. I don't have a third one. No, you wanna, do you want to find you, it? No, you're the official scorekeeper. So oh, if you've got two, then that's the official score. I, well, go ahead and summarize. I'm going to find it. Just we need to confirm. Yeah. So that that generally is it. And then what we get I, from there is that uh, Conan and the rest of the crew keep on traveling after uh, Akiro, of course, is willing to join the team after he's been saved. I do think that is a great exchange, and really, it's really built on the first movie and kind of the the. The built-up goodwill from Conan the Barbarian, yeah. where Conan's like, you know, I need you, and Akira's, I'm yours. Yeah. Wasn't supposed to have the volume on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I like that moment. It's very, it's, it's genuine, and it's very, like, it feels like the first movie in a yeah. way. You know, he's, he's, his loyalty is going to follow Conan wherever. Yeah, and I mean, this is also the only real connection to Conan the Barbarian. It's the only overlapping character and actor. Yeah, that's So true. You, you should feel a, a connection. Yeah. Uh, and so the Queen's Guard is is basically just a little bit behind them and chasing them. And yes, now we get to Grace Jones. Which <laughs> yeah, the Queen's Guard they they show them so many times. I forgot to mention that. I mean, like, do, do you have to remind the audience that many times? They remind us six times or something. It's so crazy. Like they ride out of the castle. Duh, 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 duh. They're chasing, chasing. And then they go. They find a hero. Then cut back to these guys again, chasing, chasing, chasing. It's just every time Conan and the crew does anything. Cut Queen, to these guys. Queen's Guard. Yeah. Queen's Guard. Boy, it really is too many times. Uh, so now we do get to Grace Jones playing Zula. She is to be executed, hanged, I believe, for raiding raiding the village. Is she going to be hanged? Because it seems like they're just, you know, they're, they're, she's like fighting them off with a stick. I thought that that was they were wearing her down and then they were going to hang her. Either way. They say that she's a raider and that uh, they killed her, the rest of the raiders, yes. except for her. What were they raiding? This town is basically a pile of mud. I didn't notice that. There's nothing to raid. Do you remember? Like, I don't even think I saw a building. Not a single well, maybe, building. Maybe it was earlier was the town and they were on the outskirts. <laughs> the raiders stole the whole town. <laughs> yes, they took everything. <laughs> All right, I, I, I pulled up uh, the Akira scene. So I, I, I want to get some, some clips. Ah! I want to get That's a little over the top. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah, there's a head. That's pretty extreme for PG, I must say. Yeah, so see, that's two right there. Walk in the head. So you, you counted that guy, I'll bet. Hold on. Those savages should thank me, sparing him a terrible stomachache. Why would they want to eat someone as old and as sour as you? By the way, I'm Malik. Nice to meet you. My magic would be in their blood. At least they could have washed you first. Eh? I don't. Yeah, then I'm just running away. Unless this guy. Oh, see, this guy accounted with the concussion. Hey, bonks this guy yeah. in the head. Yeah. So no, two, the, two the, bonks in the head. See the bon- The first bonk on the head. I thought that guy was supposed to be toast. I'll go with you, and I'll say that that's two. That's fine. All right. Since we got it up, should we skip to the town? I just like the, the idea that this town has anything to steal. 
I'm just saying uh, maybe that they're on the outskirts of this town. There's the bad guys riding through. But look at this town. There's literally, uh, do you see a single house or? <laughs> there's not, you're right, there's not much for them to steal. What was she stealing? I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, Conan comes and frees her from her, her chain, which yeah, somehow makes her a better fighter. Yeah, frees her from the chain. Doesn't do anything else, though. So he, uh, I guess in his mind, he, he just makes it a fair fight. Does he, though? She had a lot of, like, a lot of give on that chain. Like, she was, she was fighting them off and kind of struggling. And then he breaks the chain, and she, basically she's doing the exact same stuff, but now she's winning because Conan inspired her or something. Of course. Well, and she's got better range. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it, it's, you know, the idea is that she's going to be loyal to Conan now and follow them. I do kind of like it. <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm going to give you my note on, on Zula. Well, I was going to say, I like Wilt's line where... Uh, he goes, thieves should be hanged. I'm going like, Conan and Malik are right there, guy. Like, he's <laughs> not a little bit of uh, he wasn't, tact. He wasn't subtle. Or, uh, Queen Terramis wasn't subtle while revealing the her evil scheme. And he's not, so he, he learned from his, uh, his master, because he's not subtle when basically saying, yeah, we should hang these two right now. I mean, I, I, it's clear that he actually, he probably does think that. Actually, oh, it's yeah. not clear because his character isn't all that well defined. But, you know, I'm, he probably does think that. So just let, let me get what I had on, on uh, after he frees her. I said, Conan sets her free, and she dishes out concussions, testicle shots, and then screams like a banshee. I yep. hate that scream. I know you like Grace Jones. I absolutely hated that. But she's, you know, no. she's a warrior. She's ah, giving her a war cry or whatever. I didn't buy it at all. Okay, I like Trace Jones in this movie. I think she's good. Speaking of screams, I almost forgot about this, but there's one sound effect when when she's chained up. It's sound effect corner. It's just, I guess I'm going to do this once an episode now, but uh, listen to this sound effect, this like screaming sound effect they use okay. as she's being attacked. It's like a guy going like, ah, ah, just so you can listen for it. All right. <laughs> the number of times they use it. Here. It's just the same, the same yelling guy over and You're over. Right. It's, like, it's like someone hitting the button going, hey, hey, hey. You know what it's like? It's, uh, it reminds me of Warcraft when you would you know, go <laughs> yes, over one exactly. of them and just keep clicking it. That's yeah. what it reminds Zug, zug. Zug, zug. Zug, zug. We've got explosives. Kaboom! I, did you see the Warcraft movie? I never saw it. I did not see it. I, I, know, feel, I know it was big in China. I don't doubt it. I mean, it it seemed like it was more of a World of Warcraft thing than yeah. a Warcraft. But I mean, I I almost wanted to see it to see if they had like a reference to the, that stuff. I would hope they did. Has one guy say "zug zug"? Uh, anyway, yeah. So anyway, Zula, of course, fights off her attackers and then follows and wants to join Conan. <laughs> and then Conan bonks two guys' heads together just for no reason. <laughs> more Three Stooges. <laughs> I enjoyed that. He's just like eh for fun. Like, are, are you a Three Stooges fan? I mean, sort of. Okay, I didn't know that. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but I enjoy good Three Stooges. So Zula wants to join the team, and Bombada, Wilt, Wilt the Stilt, they're gonna have they're gonna have a battle. He 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 doesn't want her tagging along. Uh, sorry, to back up, I, I do have a body count somewhere in her fight. Really? So I I counted a body because she hit someone real hard, and everyone goes silent. Okay. And the guy never gets up. That's fine because that, now yours is going to equal mine since I had an extra one from okay, the yeah, Akira. There, there you go. Each one's a half. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that. Fair enough. Oh, and I do have a note saying this village is basically the village of the crazies from Jim Remember those guys? I, I know I showed you oh, that yes. scene. 
And I'm still, by, by the way, I did tell you that there's a Jim Cotta reference in the Lego yes. Batman movie. I still can't believe that. Jim Cotta fans are everywhere. Apparently People so. who have seen Jim Cotta will appreciate my Village of the Crazies <laughs> reference. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah Drish Jones and Wilt. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this battle? It's not much of a battle. You know, they probably could have built into a big fight, but I don't mind that it's just kind of like she just knocks him off of his horse. Which is a pretty good stunt, actually. Like, yeah, that's you're right. very clearly Wilt. They're not going to find a stuntman <laughs> to match Wilt. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. He does a backflip off of his horse, and it's like, good job, Wilt. Like, he, yeah. he actually did it. Uh, one thing I was reading is that Grace Jones, this is her first movie, and, you know, she's kind of like, I hesitate to use the word nuts, but she's kind of nuts, like in real life. Like, oh, she's, I didn't know she that. beat up a reporter and really? like, on live TV and stuff like that. She. Uh, you know, I think the reason why she never really had she didn't have much of a long career is because she was really tough to work with. Oh, yeah. And since this is her first movie and she didn't really understand, I guess she really did bite Wilt <laughs> like on the ear or something. <laughs> you can see his reaction is totally real. It's and it's not on camera. That's the thing. Like her back is to the camera, so you can't even see that it happened. But apparently, she really bit Wilt Chamberlain on the wow. neck. Uh, which is crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to work with her either. <laughs> I mean, she, she sounds more Gary Busey crazy. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But I don't know. It's, I don't hate the fight. Why? Well, he just didn't. No, he, it was fine. I mean, I, that's what I just wanted to get your opinion. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, again, anything great, but it was it was fine. Yep. And meanwhile, those bad guys are still pursuing them. I, have. Yep. <laughs> I think that's the one we just watched. Uh, correct. And so then uh, I have the team arrives at a magic castle while a wizard looks on at the castle. He is using Wizzo's surveillance device to see them coming. Yeah, I guess kind of. It's, it's, le- it's less of a TV and more yes. of a, a crystal ball. Well, because this movie came before, so they didn't have the full, you know, internet TV setup yet. Yeah, I guess so. This this wizard, his name is Thoth, I'm on, right? This is the You must have looked fortress. it up. I, I didn't even bother looking it up. No, I think that she says it. But it's okay. like, it, you know, it's such a nonsense word. It's like, oh, it's, the, it's, it's Thoth, I'm on's castle. And it's like, what did she say? Who cares? It's like, it, yeah. If I didn't have subtitles on, I wouldn't have known. But this guy is ridiculous. I hate everything about this. He got, it yeah. turns into a dragon, a stealth dragon, though. Doesn't well, it's make like it, a mist dragon. Well, well, yeah, I, I have. It's, it's a bird of smoke. That that's what it's referred to as. Yes, you're right. And so what what I want to know is in Game of Thrones, why can't they have those dragons just be silent and just sneak up on people? <laughs> yeah, but I I like the sequence, even though it's dumb that this guy this guy looks so stupid. Like I'd rather him be a, a dragon of smoke because actually, I mean, it's obviously just a cartoon dragon that someone yeah. animated, uh, which I'm not crazy about. But well, he I, he looks so stupid. The guy playing the wizard looks so stupid with his like pinky like oh metal pinky thing and yes. he's got like a red cape bright red cape on like dracula and he's got like a scar on one eye and he's got a dumb hat it's like, it's like a football cut in half nothing good about this guy and yeah, how I, does this bird how does this smoke dragon how does it hold on to jenna it's magic <laughs> i forgot anytime <laughs> that's i mean that's yeah that's why i hate stuff with magic because it's just like anytime that's, that's the answer there's an unsolvable puzzle it's because ray breslin is so smart and anytime there's anything <laughs> right. in the conan movies it's magic he's he's in there solving the magical rubik's cube <laughs> <laughs> solve the rubik's cube and it will unlock the key to thought i'm on so uh, you can get the horn <laughs> yeah that's the thing about this movie oh, it's dumb they have to get the key in order to get the horn like you could have simplified this yeah, why you know. can't they just get the horn? And why this this wizard in this castle could have easily been the other wizard right. that is the queen's aide or whatever. This sequence is is the most like 
the best way to describe it, it is just the nerdiest, <laughs> nerdiest stuff. It is so not cool. That's the thing. Conan the Barbarian was a cool character, and this just feels like, I roll my d20. It's just... <laughs> You know, are you saying no offense? I'm a nerd. Why would a, would someone who his shirt says genius at work right. spend all their time watching a children's cartoon show? I retract my question. I withdraw my question. I mean, look, we're the, I don't. We're the biggest hypocrites. Why would people who constantly quote The Simpsons <laughs> and criticize spend hours this? talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, exactly. Movies. You know, I'm the biggest, biggest nerd around. But yeah. you know. It's this is just, a different kind of nerd, but it's very nerdy. It's like the most concentrated, like, you know, lip-puckering, <laughs> nerdy yeah. stuff. Man, just a, a wizard in a crystal castle turning into a smoke dragon in, in, in order to acquire a mystical gem that is the key to unlock the horn that will raise a god from the dead. Yes. Oh, thank you. Know, you. <laughs> That's what this, this is the reason about. why I hate this movie. Yeah, it's bad. This this is so. It's not even a plot. It's just a quest log from a video game. That's what it is. Get this to get this to get this. It's yeah. a chain of, of of like an eighties yeah adventure game. Yeah, it's it's like a chain of things to overcome. It's obstacles to overcome. Yeah. It's not a plot at all. No, and then so we then get to this is one of two things that. I have that are just scenes where they're dragging it out. One, they're going upstairs. This one, they're going underwater to enter something. And it's like, it's probably only a minute and a half maybe of screen time. But I'm like, why? Why did they have to have this swimming sequence in here? Yeah, but at least they explain how they're infiltrating this place. The first movie, it's just like, eh, they went in the back. And they kind of do that later here. But, you know, in both cases, it's... I'd rather they explain... I guess. Otherwise, it's just like, what are they going to do? Just walk up and, and fight the guy? Like, Well, I mean... <laughs> you want to have a little bit of adventuring going on. I guess, but Conan's a blunt object. I like it when he just bowls his way through things. Now, I, I like the idea of Conan collecting a band of adventurers and going on an adventure with them. I like that. And like t- the times when this movie is that, I'm enjoying it. For the most part. I guess it's just... So I, I've got here... Did you happen to notice that the, the score, as they're doing it, it, it's like a xylophone, like a cat's shaking its tail, and then right at that moment, Grace Jones is like clearing out a wedgie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I, I just laughed for some reason. It made me think that they had... They, they told uh, uh, Basil Polidorius to score that moment. Like, what is Grace Jones doing? She's like picking her costume out of out of her ass <laughs> out of a wedgie yeah. yeah and so it's just like oh i guess we got to acknowledge use the score to like to make like, it a joke. joke yeah play it up yeah and she's like, like a tail too that's the other the weird no thing. that's it's like a cat that's the <laughs> yeah. thing the, the whole sequence reminded me of that yeah now that you mentioned it but so getting to then they go up these stairs just what i had is it's a, it's a, just a bunch of wasted time and there's not really any suspense you know that they're going to make it and face off the wizard because that's what this movie has to be yeah, well, the fact that it's just a weird, lonely guy living by himself in this castle. Like, he has no guards. He's not, like, a power... He's just a weird wizard, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, there's nothing to this. Like, there's no way to build it into a bigger sequence because there's only one person that they're going to come into contact with. Yeah. And then, so, basically, a trap has been set, and neither Wilt's Bombada strength nor wizarding it open uh, works. So Conan is on his own in the Hall of Mirrors. <laughs> wizarding doesn't work, but then after this fight, Wilt just smashes the thing open. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Again, like the, the logic, they really need to be spending time explaining the logic of this magic, and there's no consistency with any of these rules. No. So they can't open it until they can. Let's, yeah, let, let's talk about this Hall, hall of Mirrors and the WWF fight that ensues. 
Yeah. It wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't just a guy in a Halloween mask. Yeah. That's and with really... a weird tongue, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they're trying so hard to make it look alive. It's like, what movie? Oh, it was in Return of the Jedi. It's like the way they tried to make those Ewok masks look like living. living. Is, yes. it, they told the actors to like, stick their tongue out as much as possible. Because like, literally nothing moved on that mask. Gotcha. It was just... And so I think that's what they're trying to do here is just like stick your tongue out. At least, at least it'll look like you're a living creature and not just a mask. It looks like the Toxic Avenger, this thing. Ooh, remember the Toxic yeah, Avenger? I remember it. I, I didn't make that connection. That's a good, good uh, comparison. <laughs> it's similar enough to the point where I wondered if Troma, when they made Toxic Avenger, just found this mask or bought it like second hand. It around. It looks very, I mean, I think Toxic Avengers has like one eye that's messed yeah, up. Yeah, messed but, up. Yeah. That's uh, it, all I could see was a Toxic Avenger. That's a good catch. So I, I just had, I've got a couple of nice WWF moves in this fight, especially the head nod when the monster starts spinning Arnold around. Did you notice that? He's like nodding as he's got him by the legs and spinning him yeah, around. Yeah, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He's excited. Yes. Yeah. That spinning move, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the, of the GIFs on, online. No. There's, uh, that's another thing I should have pulled up. But that, that moment of Arnold, uh, of Conan being spun around is like, there are so many Been GIFs on up. the internet. Uh, hold on. I'm so, just, yeah, as you pull it up, uh, basically what this then comes down to is he's trying to use brute strength. It's not working. And then by accident, he breaks one of the mirrors and that puts a cut on the monster and it takes him still a little while to figure out, Oh, I need to just shoot the glass and start breaking the mirrors to eventually kill this monster. There's no explanation for why, why the power is derived from these mirrors. I mean, it starts with the thing coming out of the mirrors. It's like multiple of them. They all merge into one monster. Yeah. It is like little red riding hood. (laughs) Yeah. He's in a cloak. Yeah. Here's the the gif, by the way, the gif. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) this is one of those things that, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this movie cool. makes you know this kind of thing makes it worth it. Uh, anyway, Rose the Destroyer. <laughs> it's That's the, awesome. It's, I'm sure most people know what gif I'm, I've pulled up. It's the it's, I, I googled Conan gif spin. I'm sure it's the one with Titanic. So is this monster the sorcerer or is it his minion? No, I think that the sorcerer is using his magic to create a monster to create the monster in the mirrors, and then as it's being overcome. Conan chucks his sword through one of the final broken mirrors and kills the wizard. Okay, well, why? once he's down to the two mirrors, well, first of all, I just, just want to say I love the moment where he's running around smashing the mirrors. You know, I think that's fun. Like Conan, like, realizing it and then, like, gleefully, like, ah, that's he's just running around yeah, smashing stuff. Yeah, he's shoot the glass. <laughs> I like that moment. I think it's, it looks like it's fine. Arnold is having fun running around this smashing This is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie, so <laughs> okay. I'm not going to fight you on that. All right, but Okay, question. He's down in the two mirrors, and he goes, you're behind one of them, wizard, or whatever he says, and then he chucks his sword. Why? Why doesn't he just smash the last two mirrors and then see what's behind it? I don't... And if the wizard's behind him, just stab him. No good explanation. <laughs> I like how Wilt and everyone behind are like, no, don't choose this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's like a... It's almost like a children's show where it's like, which mirror should he throw it at? Should it be this one? No! no! No, swipe or no swiping. Swipe or no swiping. <laughs> Do you know which mirror he should throw in it? Yeah. Yeah, it's my job. So he... <laughs> <laughs> How so many Simpsons references can we cram into this <sighs> one? We're bored by the movie, and this is what happens. We're cramming in every Simpsons quote we can. So he, he chooses the right mirror. Wizard is dead. And then... <laughs> I love how he comes out with the sword in his chest. He's, He's just, just like... impaled. I need to display 
relay to the audience that I'm dead. He just shuffles his way out there. Yeah. And then what's funny is then somehow Wilt is able to then break through. All this time he wasn't able to, but he was able to now. That's the thing. Conan should have smashed open the last window to let them through. So at least it would have been consistent to say, like, oh, these can only be smashed from, from one side. From, or from the inside. Right. right. Yeah, that would make sense. But no. It's a one-way mirror nope. slash two-way mirror. Yeah. <laughs> but no, throw that out. Now, now it can be broken from the outside. Yeah, it's, it's so dumb to have Wilt do it. Yeah, but whatever. But anyway, this this wizard's body count number twelve. I didn't count the monster as a body count. No, I, it's but, a monster. Yeah, I, I took it as that it's just the mirrors, it, and it, that really is the fighting version of the wizard. So I, I don't, I wouldn't count that either. Well, I guess it's an illusion because when they're on their way out and the castle collapses, and Akira says it was all an illusion or something like that, which is like what they were standing in it. I, I guess it's it's magic, so I don't know. I'm glad that he said, as Joe Bluth taught me, that it is an illusion and it wasn't a trick. I'm glad to know <laughs> that right. Akira knows that it's an illusion. And so Jenna gets the the special diamond, and she's gonna. They're now moving on on the quest. <laughs> well, my note is only she may touch it or this burlap bag. <laughs> how does how can they carry it in a bag if it's magic and only she can carry it? That's the part that drives me crazy. You know, I know I shouldn't be looking for logic in a story about, like, nonsensical magic. But if you're going to have a story where only she can touch it and then just throw it in a bag, it's like, well, they don't need her now. Yeah. Wilts can just do the rest. He can couldn't, just, couldn't somebody just, like, with their shoe or something, like, kicked it into a burlap bag and been done? Yeah, pick it up with a mitt. Like, wear, wear a glove. <laughs> if Any object can touch it. Well, because isn't that what happened in Red Sonja? Wasn't it handled... The the talisman. Yes. Well, in, in Red Sonia, only women could touch it. Yes. If there's... men touched it, they were vaporized. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Couldn't men touch it with oven mitts? Or no, they couldn't touch it at all. I don't remember. Did now. that happen in Red Sonia? I don't remember now. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's something chauvinistic about women only being able to touch the talisman as well. I'm <laughs> pretty sure we covered that in Red Sonia. Yeah. It's just anytime there's like magical nonsense like this. Like if you're gonna do this, you need to take the time to explain the rules, and they just don't. No, it's because they're probably making them up as they go along. I just man, this, this stuff really annoys me. I'm too logical to handle this sort I, of thing. I, I'm, I understand. I'm, it's, I'm there with you. It's, I'm way too you know anal about this sort of thing. It's just I can't deal with things that aren't explained like this. Well, now at least we we finally get the payoff that the Queen's Guard finally attacks after being very very well established that uh, the Queen's Guard has, has been there. Now is their time to make their move. Yes, including uh, an old friend. Ah, Sven. His, his, his face is hidden, yep. but he's wearing a snake helmet. Is it possible that this is the same character? No. Did he survive that spike spike <laughs> to his gut? There's no way he survived the, that. like, mousetrap <laughs> contraption, yes. you know, the Rube Goldberg thing. I don't know. I like to think that it's him, that he recovered, because he's wearing a snake thing. He's the only one wearing a snake I on do, his helmet. I like the idea, but there's just no way he survived that. But anyway, yeah, he grabs the princess and some other guards are very easily taken down by the crew. Yes. Uh, Conan gets one, Malik gets one, Grace Jones gets one. Yeah, Grace Jones gets one. Her smiling and hissing, I, I hated. <laughs> I loved it. Are you serious? Yeah. She's Why? fun. I think it's fun. The hissing? Yeah, she's like a wild, she's a beast. She's, you know, she's... She, you know. This is probably the first time that you and I have been diametrically opposed yeah, about something. So. I mean, I hated that stuff. I no, I think Grace Jones is is like I said, she's at least bringing some energy to the movie. It's such a dour kind of slow plotting movie. You know, she's fun. She's you know, <laughs> you really hate her. You should see her hissing. He's uh, Mike is over here just sighing to himself. He's, hissing. Yeah. 
what? Why? Because she's that's how much she hates these soldiers. She's reacting well, with her she animal hate instinct. Much? She doesn't even know them. They just appeared out of nowhere. It's not, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it hissing, but you know, she's she's it's breathing. <laughs> you should pull it up. It's hissing. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I definitely did not notice anything that what I would call hissing. I will pull it. I'll pull it up. Okay. We may also we may still be too far. Nope. Oh, she fights. Yeah. After Malik gets his kill. Here we go. She has a pole vault. That's great. Dramatically stabs this guy. Oh, that. That is terrible. That's not a hiss. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. She's like. She goes, ha, like, yeah, she's satisfied with herself. She just killed this man. <gasps> Awful. <laughs> I disagree. Awful. I disagree. I, there's nothing really to talk. It's just a, it's just a preference thing. But I pair. Uh, yes. I don't know what is so is angering be, you so it's much. It's beyond overacting. I mean, it's not even camp. It's uh, whatever. It, it is camp. I think it is camp. I think it's, it's the correct kind of overacting. At least she's doing something. Wilt is just there. Oh, I'm just here. Uh, Olivia Diabo is not doing anything all that interesting. Screaming. Yeah, she's screaming a lot. Uh, Malik, I hate. He's just comic relief. He's not as interesting. You know, Akira's fine. He's just kind of doing wizard stuff. Conan is Conan. He's, you know, but there's no, he's not really... There's nothing fun about his performance. He's like the th- thing in the center that everyone's rotating around. Pretty much. I, she's the one actress who's doing something interesting in this movie. All right. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to move on. <laughs> so we, you're, you're like really, really hate it. I, I, I really do. I mean, I really do. It, I uh, think she was the worst part of this movie and it wasn't even close. <laughs> I think she's the best part. And it wasn't even <laughs> we, are, we are diametrically yeah. opposed on this. And there's just there's nothing. There's no, no way to discuss this because we're just banging off of each other. Pretty at this much. Point. Uh, speaking of banging off, now we get to the, the joust, and I, I really don't like any of this action sequence with Conan. Really? I don't, no. I didn't think it was that bad. No, I thought this was a pretty weak, choreographed, pretty weak fight. I like the pose-off that they have before they really get really? into the fight. See, I hated that, too. <laughs> Why? I think you really, I think you actually enjoyed this movie. I kind of did. For what it is, for a basically a kid's movie... You know, on the level of, it's like something like uh, I would a never-ending story or something. Not as good, as good, but, you know, it feels like that. It's like a magical adventure. <laughs> the false advertising of the never-ending story? <laughs> well, I'm going to get them all, as many Simpsons references as I can. <laughs> I don't I, even remember that one. Uh, that was Lionel oh, Hutz's loss. Yes. <laughs> People versus the never-ending story. Now I remember. Um, no, I would much rather watch... Dolph Lundgren and Masters of the Universe than this. That's way more of a... It's terrible, but it's way more fun than this. Uh, boy, I, I definitely disagree with that. Man, we are... <laughs> this could be the end... We could be the beginning of the end of the podcast here. <laughs> We're going to be, like, at each other's throat. Tearing right? us apart. Anyway, I, I think this fight's fine. I don't think it's anything great about it or, like, all that memorable. What? Okay, uh, can, you, can you explain to me this? Why does Jenna... She, she just goes and stands by a rock and watches. Why doesn't she run? Because she... Well, that's a good question. I thought you were going to ask why didn't she, she help. Oh, no. I know. She's I obviously just a damsel. Yeah. yeah. Well, where's she going to run to? She doesn't... Where their camp was... Or I guess they weren't... Because it wasn't a camp. They were just walking there. They were riding. Before. Yeah. But she can't go back there because there's a battle going on there. And is she going to run away? And then they won't be able to find her. I don't know. What, what, what could she do? I would have gotten out of there if I were her, but whatever. She's not really in danger. Once Conan kind of heads Sven off... 
and I forget how he extricates her from Sven. Like he just knocks the two of them off the horse, and he grabs her and pulls her away. Is that what happens? I think so. Yeah, something like that. And then she runs over by the rock and is going to watch them. I don't know. I, I like the setting. It's just like this clearing, you know, the middle of the forest, and they're having this little duel. But you know, Sven gets a little moment. Sven gets killed yet again. Yeah, he's number sixteen. We haven't really been. No, it's not. Up. It's not as high as I would have guessed either. But I guess because the tone of the movie. It's not as high as I would have expected having never seen this movie before, not knowing what it was. Well, it's the PG corner of the movie. Right, that's what I'm saying, is that if, because it's a PG movie, it is yeah. probably down. So yeah, this is where Bombata, Will Chamberlain, rides by and attacks Conan, and then he's like, what are you doing? It's, I thought you were going to hurt the girl. Well, that's like the flimsiest lie. Oh, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> I loathe that as well. Well, it's just, they, the, the writers needed to think of a better lie. You know, oh, I thought you were the other guy, or you know, whatever, something. I thought you were going to hurt the girl. I mean, obviously, the reason why Wilt is attacking him is because Wilt is a bad guy. Yeah, and he's trying and, to finally get him out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising that he didn't just join in with the guards when they attacked. Like, he still kind of man- manages to maintain his cover, but in the least believable way possible. Because it's like, wh- why would Conan ever trust this guy after this? <laughs> he wouldn't. I mean, this this next scene is the scene that probably most annoyed me, because it's like, you go from that scene where the Queen's guards have attacked, right? This, I mean... This princess, Princess Jenna, this whole mission of hers was... For the queen. For the queen. Yep. The queen's guards have attacked. And I think Conan says, like, why would the queen's guards attack? And Wilt says, it was not by her order. Well, how do you know that? You don't know that. And then Wilt attacks Conan. Then in the next scene, Conan's just getting drunk. I got... Conan gets drunk. Malik cops a feel. <laughs> yes. Jenna plays nurse. <laughs> Zula teaches to be a warrior. <laughs> Until Conan decides to butt in. <laughs> Until Conan tries to be a teacher. Yeah. I, I think this is... Okay, let me ask you, since you're the one who hates this movie. In a vacuum, do you think this is a funny scene? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this is a funny scene. I think this is genuinely kind of charming and funny. In, in a vacuum, it <laughs> is. But my problem with it... No, it, it, it's illogical of based on what just happened in the scene before. Yes, it should have happened before the, yeah. the, the fight. And you could have easily done that, too. There, there's no reason why this camp scene needed to be in this sequence in the movie. Well, the only reason why it happens after the fight is because they're healing their wounds. And Akira's whipped up some kind of salve or something that they're putting on their wounds. You know, but you don't need that. <laughs> that I mean, Malik they, is trying to cop Yeah, Malik is definitely trying to take, it, take advantage. Uh, I do have one possible pun there. I would be interested to see if you agree. I didn't have one written down, so what do you have? She says, so he's, yeah, he, she's got a wound, and he's kind of taking the paste and kind of moving her his way moving up. further up. Up her thigh. And she goes, what do you think you're doing? Covering your wound. You think that's a pun? No. <laughs> you don't think so? You know what? No, let's That's count. sort of Shakespearean, like yeah. that kind of a, yeah, the use of the word wound. That's, let's do it. <laughs> Put it on the list. If so, it's the definitely the most bawdry thing in this movie. Oh, big it's time, a, yes. Yeah, a PG movie. I think it is. I think that's an intentional... But uh, I didn't have it, but we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to give thumbs up for that one. Yeah, but if not for the placement of this you know, scene coming after, like, like you said, coming after that attack, I think this would be a really fun scene. When the princess is uh, yeah, playing nurse, like you said, and she goes, Oh, I guess nothing hurts you. Only pain. <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs> Only pain. I the promise I was kingdom. <laughs> yeah. That that line I did love. Yeah, him getting drunk and like speaking like Yoda. That's that's apparently what happens to Conan when he gets drunk because he speaks <laughs> he backwards. Talking like, like Yoda. Kingdom I was promised. That's the funny part to me is when he corrects himself. 
You know, it's like him realizing that he said it backwards. <laughs> I, this, I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff in this scene. And, uh, and I also love, yeah, when Zula's training her and Conan's like, no, no, let me do it. And he decides that this 80-pound girl, the best thing for lift. her is to use his giant sword. His broad sword. Don't use a toothpick. You use a proper weapon. <laughs> she can't even lift it. <laughs> you know, that's funny. That is. So then uh, you cut to the morning and they're off. Right. <laughs> sorry. I, I don't mean that's all right. Another thing I find really funny in the scene, because she asks about Valeria. And she goes, oh, what was Valeria like? And Conan goes, do you see that woman over there pointing at Zula and saying, oh, she was a great warrior? I love the fact that Conan doesn't seem to know Zula's name. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's really funny to me. You see that woman over there? He has no idea. She has pledged to die for him. He doesn't, <laughs> even, know her, he doesn't even know her he name. He hasn't taken the time to learn her name. <laughs> well, what I noticed he's like, a, he's, I'll bet Conan is like George W. Bush, how he used to like give everyone nicknames because he couldn't remember their real names. <laughs> you know? My my great advisor, Turd Blossom. You so know what we got over here? We've got the toothpick woman. That's who. <laughs> that's that's right. who she is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. That's no. That's fine. I was just uh, getting us to in the morning. This is where you get the sex education <laughs> talk from Malik as they're uh, riding, continuing their ride. But but Zula first. Yeah, Grace Jones. Because I just think the line reading is really good. It's like. If you want a man, what do you do? Grab him. It's like a Tony the Tiger line. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I think that's funny. Yeah, but Malik's stuff, his like birds and the bees speech, that's not funny. No, it's not at all. He's not very funny. Uh, so, yeah, you get the birds and the bees speech, and then they are hiking um, on foot because the horses can't make it through this, uh, this you shall not pass. It's uh, like a rock formation they yeah. can't get through. So they go... It's a cleft. Yeah. And uh, now, now I've got another door needs to be pushed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I have. Maybe heavy doors are why this world has no guards. Because we talked about it. That's true. That the, there's a lack of guards in this world. Maybe it's because there's all these heavy doors. And it's like, ah, we don't have to worry about anything. Nobody can move the door. Yeah. And there's, there's multiple heavy doors in this particular place. There's a front yes. door, and then there's a door inside. Yes. I also have it next in this sequence, Akiro makes himself useful by acting as a lighter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to have something similar. No, I mean, I just I, I enjoy oh. that gag, but yeah. yeah, the fact that he's just a lighter. Yeah. You know, he just I mean, he does make himself actually useful later. You know, in a minute, in a minute, but he really doesn't do much. That is true. This is like really the first thing he's ever done. Even yeah. when they're fighting the sorcerer, like the whole point, the whole reason why he got Akira, I didn't think about it because he was just afraid now. of magic and he was worthless. Yeah, Akira, they he went and got Akira just to fight the sorcerer in the Crystal Castle. Didn't help at all. No, he just needed to go around and shoot the glass. Yeah, now they're finally at the horn place, and he's, he's making himself useful. And their upcoming is oh. maybe the worst part of this movie. I think it's my favorite part of the movie if we're talking about the same thing. Are you kidding me? Zula being afraid of a rat? Yes! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, she's my like, God. I tough, hate this tough part. lady, and she's afraid of a rat. <laughs> What's so bad about it? So dumb. It's, yes, it's dumb. <laughs> I can't That's believe what's great. I can't I'm not kidding you. I have the a terrible joke about Zula being afraid of a rat might be the worst part of the movie. I think her performance is actually funny. She like goes eek and jumps up on a thing. I'm not I am actually not gonna bang on the performance. The concept is the stupidest thing in this movie. No, it's because she's such a tough lady and all the elephant that's afraid of a little mouse? Yeah. Dumb. I'm sorry, man. I, I hated that. There's, there's so, no point in even having it in there. The, you, po- the point is comedy. The point is <laughs> quality humor is what the point is. 
I'm, you shouldn't have revealed how much you hate Zula because now I'm just to the point where I'm kind of needling you about it. I can't help it. And I genuinely did think that was funny. Uh, I, I don't. Not. I don't really fully understand why you hate that moment so much. Like that's the kind of thing that could have happened in an Indiana Jones movie or something. And you know, Karen Allen is in a tomb, and you know she's tough, but oh, she freaked out about a rat or something. All right. Or Indiana Jones himself is afraid of snakes. That's the exact same thing. He's a tough guy. He's an adventurer. He's not afraid of anything. But here's some snakes. Ooh, he's freaking out. Ooh, there's a snake in the plane. It's the same gag. Do you hate it? Well, you don't like Indiana Jones. So it's the, well, I don't dislike it, but... You're yeah. not a fan of Indiana Jones. Yeah. But you've seen the first one, right? When he gets in the plane, there's yeah. a snake in there. He's like, oh, there's a snake. That's, here's the thing. In Indiana Jones... I can't believe you're trying to defend this. I, because I don't, I don't really understand what... I can understand one thing. It's like, okay, that wasn't funny. But like, you actually actively hate it. Oh, it, yes, because there's <laughs> no point in the scene. You're saying it's, it's for comic relief. Yeah. You don't need any more comic relief in this movie. You just had multiple... You had back-to-back scenes that that's all it was, was comedy. Then you have this of where they're sneaking around and... Eek, a rat. It's just so dumb. <laughs> I think it's supposed to ease the tension of, like, oh, they're in this like mystical but, place. <laughs> but there barely is any tension in this movie. It's just them walking around. <laughs> no, I, I agree there. I mean, it is kind of comedy. Comic relief overload, but uh, no. But let me finish my point. In, Fine. In the, <laughs> should I just not? No, you're go so ahead. fed up with this I, whole thing. I this hate whole this scene. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, the whole opening sequence, the famous opening sequence, where he's getting the idol and he's chased by the boulder and he's being chased by you know natives with like spear guns, guns and stuff. Yeah. And he swings to the plane and it's this adventurous thing and he's he's not afraid of anything. He's just, he's Indiana Jones. He's an adventure. And the punchline to the entire scene, this famous scene, is him being scared by a snake. You know, he's not afraid of anything, and now he's afraid of the snake. Fine, that works better, because you just had this action sequence in front of it, and it's then, yeah, but we, we had tension, 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 all this was intense, now we're just going to have a little bit of a laugh. This was just a laugh out of nowhere. They're just walking around. Uh, yeah, that, you're there's right There's no build-up to it. That's true, but I think the build-up is we've seen Zula fighting throughout this movie, and she's fought Will Chamberlain, and <laughs> <laughs> she's hissed it, guys. <laughs> It's not a hiss. She's like, ha, it's more like that. I'm like, yeah, I killed him, you know? I don't think it's... I hate Zula with a passion. This is just Grace Jones stuff. Like It's like in The Living Daylights where Which she's... I, not The Living Daylights, but... <laughs> or you're right. Uh, uh, View to a Kill. View to a Kill, and I hate that movie, too. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think we've we've found the... The, the common the thread. No, but I like, I like her in A View to a Kill, too. Or she... Assassinates a guy, escapes, and then just like slaps herself in the face. It's just like Grace Jones is just a weirdo. She just likes doing strange things in movies. She's hissing and slapping herself in the face. This is just what she does. Okay, well, I'm not a fan. <laughs> That's clear. We'll move on that uh, there are no guards, but there's another heavy door, as you alluded to, because they make after the rat, then they find yet another door. Yep, and then this one they have to lift instead of push. They have to lift it. You know what I had on here? If it was just a smooth surface, it would have been completely secure. Because the <laughs> only true. way they're able to do is because they can actually get some leverage because they've got something to grab onto. <laughs> do you think that that's how you're supposed to get in this room, or is it like supposed to be magic to open? I'm and, sure it's supposed to be magic, and they yeah. just use brute strength. Uh, I do like how the, the movie plays the Wheel of Pain music as they lift the door. Yeah, that is good. That's a great piece of music, and it's, it's smart to use it here. Yeah, it's a good connection. But yeah, they're like, they send Malik in to find a lock, and he, he starts, takes his sweet time with it. Yeah, and he starts eating jewels again, too, as well. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Like I can understand earlier where he didn't want like the jewels to be found or whatever by the Queen's pe- like men, yeah. but yeah, why is he just swallowing jewels? I, it's just like a thing he likes to do. <laughs> Anyway, this is like this is where the horn is. They they come into this like crypt. Yes, um, Akira is reading the walls while she's placing the. She's the only one who can touch the burlap sack. 
Yeah, and then you get this sequence, the fire sequence, and I, I just had she's the original Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, I just like the same note. I mean, that's just a, I think that's just a fantasy trope. Like, it must be magical. I, I'll say I think it works better in Game of Thrones, but maybe it's just budget is the reason why it works better yeah. in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I think it's both. I think it's a budget problem and a story problem. Uh, this is where we get the Conan line where Akira's reading the walls and saying, you know, death to the world, she'll be sacrificed, and it'll bring about the Con- death of the world. Conan's okay with that. Yeah. He thinks that's a fair trade. But I like that. I like the fact that it's a little dark, like, you know, yeah. death to the world, but life of Valeria. It's great. I don't, that I, I will agree with you on. Okay. <laughs> it's not Grace Jones related. No, it, no question that the movie would have benefited from more, more of a morally ambiguous point of view, like the first movie. I agree. Where, yeah, she grabs the horn. And they're, head, they're trying to head back the way that they came, but I have that the horn cult is waiting for them. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't realize until the second viewing that this is the same dude from the Queen's is the guy we see in her castle who is like her, you know, sage or whatever. Flunky. I don't think I even really knew that. I didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's the same guy. My first viewing was like, okay, these, there's this cult who wants to rule the world, but then the queen also wants to rule the world. It seemed like they were vying, like competing for this horn. But no, they're all in it together. Like he's working for the queen. She's part. Wait a minute, he is? Yeah, he's part of, she's part of the cult. He's working. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because he's there in the end when they're doing the sacrifice and all that. I didn't realize that because I thought he was just there defending it. Because he was sort of like the watcher of the horn, if you will. No, they, they were tricking because they needed the princess in order to access the horn. Oh, to get it extricated. And once got they've you. got it out, that's when they spring their trap and say, ah, we're the cult of the horn and we're going to bring Dagoth back to life. Well, the cult of the horn did not fare very well. <laughs> no. This is one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger lines of all time is in this scene. Really? Yes. So, okay, so apparently you didn't, it didn't make any impact on you because you don't even know what I'm talking about. No, what is it? I love, you know, they spend a couple of minutes going into all the lore and just like, Dagoth will rise when the horn goes in. And they're talking and talking about all this like nonsense lore. Yeah. And then Conan just goes, enough talk, and just throws a dagger into the guy's chest. <laughs> I love that. This whole movie, that scene, that moment... I, so makes it worth. I should have made that. I guess I didn't really notice it. So, do you think that that was the inspiration for the World of Warcraft? Leroy Jenkins enough talk. <laughs> yes, Let's do this, what? Leroy Jenkins. You know what's funny? I was just thinking about that today, and it still didn't make the connection. You're right. It's exactly what makes that funny. It's Conan. Is it, enough talk. Let's do this. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up because I just find this scene so funny. So Conan was the original uh, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yes. We come in. You just, oh, come on, Conan. Let's let's go oh, peace. God, he's running. Oh, let's get he, he just went in by himself. Let the girl come forward. I, I, I want to play this whole scene just because I love the way it builds to it. But, like, you know, I'm watching this going, like, I don't care about any no of this longer. stuff. Who are you? Conan. I have heard of you. I forgot to mention earlier, I, I love how in this movie... Arnold's constantly wearing a headband because, unlike the first movie, it's just a wig, and they didn't want it to fall off. Oh, this <laughs> is not, why he always has a headband. I did not know that. <laughs> From the day of my birth. This guy's kind of a Christopher Lee happen. vibe. Yeah, I actually thought it was the, the first time I watched it. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was Christopher Lee. It's, it's, I don't know if it's the same accent or something. Life will stand by his right hand. It's the voice in particular. The, the voice and the cadence is there too, though, that Dying feels Christopher Reed. The man with the golden gun. Knick knack! Right, here we go. No one is able to control him. His power and his evil are too great. Give us the girl or we'll take her. Enough talk! 
That's so great. And the way that the high priest reacts, or he's just like, he is so taken aback. He's like, what violence, you know? You're, you, I, I, I love the that. enough talk. That is for let's do this. <laughs> it's only two words, and I think it's it's one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not just in this movie, but all of Arnold. Like, <sighs> enough talk is great. So, can you explain to me that? I mean, we, you can give the body count and maybe break it down, but I don't think you need to do each one individually. No. But my question to you is: How is Zula's toothpick stopping these swords? Uh that's a fair point. What is it made of? <laughs> is it made of the trees from uh, the second Lord of the Rings, where it's like an extra because it can it's former wood that could move and talk, and it stops swords? <laughs> that would be kind of morbid if that was the case. <laughs> I'm just if you, her stick just said "ouch" every time. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, that hurts! <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I thought about, but yeah, it wouldn't. The stick wouldn't last long. Well, even doesn't Wilt cut it in half? It gets chopped down. That's what I'm saying. There's no consistency. It yeah. gets chopped down when Wilt when Wilt and her are battling. That's right, because I remember kind of enjoying when they're fighting earlier. Wilt cuts it in half, and I liked how she just kind of like chucks it over her like, ah, that's done. Yeah, uh, and then goes hand to hand combat. Yeah, and that's a fair point, especially because she is fighting like five guys all at the same time, right. like. They're all swinging their sword at the same time, and she blocks all three swords with a stick. Thank you for not defending something related to Grace Jones. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. So uh, I guess what's the body count here? Because there's nothing really remarkable about any of these, and that's kind of my frustration with a lot of this movie. There's just not a lot remarkable. It's fine. I, I don't dislike any of it, but you're right. It's, it's Unremarkable is the right word to choose for sure. I've got 21 total in this sequence, so definitely not worth going through one by one. But it's mostly uh, Wilt and Conan. Wrecking. Uh, yeah, they're just, which, you know, in hindsight, didn't think about it until just now, but Wilt should be turning, I mean, he does betray Conan, sort of, but he tries to, by closing the door. I think he's just bad at this, <laughs> you know, because, like, why is he fighting these guys? Isn't he on their side? It seems like it to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I literally didn't even think about this until now, so, you know, maybe maybe I'm giving the story a little too much credit, because, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Why is Wilt fighting these guys? I think that He should just stab Conan in the back. I mean, why is Conan trusting him in the first place? Like, Wilt shouldn't even still be on their side. He's no. very clearly betraying. But we established that a couple of scenes ago. Right. And that's a weakness, and then it really comes to a head here. Yeah, but I've got 21 total in the scene, which is a whole lot for one scene. Yeah, can I ask you this, though? Why is it you've got all these guys that are there with the leader ready to fight, and Wilt can just pick a guy up, hold him up in the air by his throat for a really long time and nobody try to do anything to him. Because they're afraid. It's, it's an intimidation move. <laughs> I'm just needling you now. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Don't they back off? They're like, oh no, he's yeah, scary. And that's what's absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd that he's fighting in them in the first place. So <laughs> I love how your, your expression, you're just so deflated. <sighs> we have more to talk about this <laughs> So that actually is true. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> I can see it in your face. So now here's where Wilt tries to lock Conan out. Doesn't work. Yeah, there's an obvious reverse shot, you know, yeah. where, where Arnold rolls, you know, they, they shot it in reverse. And yeah, yeah, they could have done that better. Like he stops on a dime. Like you can so tell it, it was backwards. 
So this is then where the, the leader, lead wizard, comes in, and he, he opens it up and uses his magic. And we get to... I love his, his Wonder Woman wristlets that he clangs. And the, bing, bing. The, I was going to say, I had it, and the sound is absolutely fantastic that it makes. <laughs> I, I like it, too. It's, uh, or, or are you being sarcastic? No. At this point, I'm going to assume everything no, you say that, is negative. No, that actually was like legitimately fun. I don't think it was intended necessarily to be funny, but I enjoyed it on an ironic level. Yeah, I like that, too. So then what I have here is that Akiro finally pays off and we have the garage door battle. Because <laughs> that's effectively what it is. <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I've got the button on the outside. Yes, and you've got absolutely. The button on the that's immediately, that's why that was my note. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all this is. So that's all I, it is. It, for people, if you aren't going to waste your time, in my view, of watching this movie. Watch the movie. It's not so bad. They, they've got not a waste of time. There's basically a crypt that they're kind of in, and it's got this I don't know, is it a mouth that kind of is you know opening and closing, but it looks like a garage door? Yeah, it's like some kind of animal mouth or yeah. something. It's weird. Uh, and so it is a battle between wizards, and it literally is one guy's on the inside of the garage door pressing the button, the other guy has the <laughs> clicker on the outside trying to keep it open. Yeah. Akira's magic, all it is is just him straining. Yes. He sits on the floor and starts straining. It's like, well, that looks like just what it looks like. Yes. That's, Constipation is his magic, yeah. apparently. But yeah, they, they managed to close off the mouth. Yeah, they close off the mouth and then take and, off. Into the tunnel. Into the, uh, the tunnel. And Wilt uh, is able to set another trap and uh, basically collapse the tunnel to try and get away. Of all the things to work, him just bashing this tunnel, <laughs> that's the way that he finally betrayed them, is by collapsing this tunnel in. Yeah. Which didn't even trap them. It just slowed no. them down a little bit. And so then he, he lucked out the- that he's able to make it to a place where there's a hole that he can punch his way through <laughs> to get to his horses. Yeah. I mean, honestly... If they had just found that hole, they wouldn't have had to push open the door. It's like <laughs> whoever it's built true. this, whoever built this crypt, it's like it's highly secure. You'll never get through this door. No. Oh, whoops! Here's a hole you can just walk into. You can just punch your way through. And if you think about it, that goes right behind the fire and behind all the traps, right to the horn. That's what, yeah. That's it's the back door. <laughs> so you don't Literally. even need the key. The whole, the whole you trip, don't need the wizard key. <laughs> the whole trip to the crystal castle, fighting the wizard, none of that mattered. All they had to do just was find the back door. Punch your way through the back door. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that is pretty lazy. <laughs> Having that just hole to like, bash out of. No, the whole thing. And it's not that different from Raiders of the Lost Ark, though, again, just to talk about that. you know Where the Ark of the Covenant is, they go through all this machinations trying to find where it is, and then when Indy gets out, he just finds a hole in a wall. It's almost exactly the same. I guess you're right. You know that better than me. I hadn't thought about it, but you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> so then, uh, effectively, the next sequence is Conan digs his way out as Wilt and Jenna ride off, and they effectively then just chase after her. Well, he first he has to convince them to do the noble thing, which I like how it's almost not even really a thing. Like, you expect it to be, like, this long scene where he's going to convince them we need to do the right thing. It's like, you don't have to come with me. I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> They're just on board. Everyone except Malik, who does need convincing, but whatever. He's not. You don't care about him. I mean, not really. If he, if he hadn't come along, I wouldn't have minded. I don't think it would have detracted that much from the end result either. I mean, he does. He is the one who knows the way into the castle, so actually they needed him. Uh, you're right, because we're getting there right now. There's another back door. I, God, I, in this entire sequence, too, of bending bars, I'm like, Ugh. you're just dragging this out to get to an hour and 30 minutes. It's, a, it's an Arnold feat of strength. Don't you want to see Arnold bend some, some like prison bars as they work their way in? If this was any other movie, you wouldn't have just like You're probably right. Uh, and you've got all the stuff about his cousin and sister's brother was a prisoner, and they, he dug his way out, and that's how yeah, he and, knows. 
And I, I have, there's some lame joke about my father's brother's nephew's cousin's <laughs> former roommate. Well, and, it, and I have, and Conan just bends the bars. <laughs> I, I like them arguing because, uh, uh, what is it? Akira's just like, was this the way that your brother's sister's cousin's like, no, my cousin's sister's brother. And then Grace Jones goes, who cares whose brother's sister's cousin it is? I'll give it Grace Jones funny. was a placeholder for me because that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Who right. Who cares? Well, also, isn't your cousin's sister's brother just your cousin? Cousins? <laughs> Sister? <laughs> oh, I think you're right. Anyway. I didn't even connect that. Thank you for they, that one. They sneak in. and Yeah, of course they sneak in. I like how, because they're going to sacrifice the princess, and I like how just offhandedly the queen's like, it's your birthday today. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> okay, I guess that's a thing that's true. Thank you for reminding me, because what I... <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday, Jenna. As Malik shows Conan the waterfall back door, Terramis slips Jenna a birthday party Mickey. Is actually what yeah. I had. I forgot about the birthday. <laughs> it's never established until this scene. Oh, it's your birthday. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of Freaks and Geeks. I think I heard somebody say birthday party and go. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because this movie replaces a sex party with a birthday party. It's true. (laughs) The first movie had a sex party. This movie has a birthday party. There is a Freaks and Geeks (laughs) reference that is extremely appropriate. (laughs) How about a sex party? I think I heard somebody say birthday birthday party. party. And that scene shows the evils of drinking. And in this movie, we see the evils of drinking. She's drugged into being almost sacrificed. It's true. Don't drink, kids. It's bad for you. You might wind up punching camels. She is underage. Extremely. Now you tell me she's fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oh, so, speaking of that, the the sex party from the first movie, I don't like how they reuse the music from that scene here. I didn't notice that because I like it when they're using the the Wheel of Pain music, but here yeah. it's just I, that. Don't use that. I that's to me in my mind that's orgy music. Like I just associate that music with the orgy in the first and movie the, and the green gruel of the right. human uh, soylent green. Yeah, and and uh, James Earl Jones turning into a snake. Like yeah. that's all. When I hear that music, that's the scene I think of. And watching this, where it's just this weird sacrifice. Like I don't know. It's I, I wish they didn't use that music. I think it was a mistake. I didn't understand that. Uh, so I, as the horn ceremony goes on, the lead wizard speaks loudly to Terramis that Jenna needs to go quickly. So this was another one of those where man, they're not. Covering up what they plan to do at all. Yeah, they're just talking about it out in the open. Right in front of her, basically. I mean, it seems like Jen is the only one in the kingdom who does not know that she's going to be sacrificed. And that she just can't hear. She needs, like, yeah. hearing aids or something. Well, I think now she's drugged, right? She's yeah. got like, a magical spell on her Yeah, or maybe that's true. She's kind of, you're, like, you're right. in a trance. Something like that. And so now Conan, they're making their way through the dungeon up up through the basement to, to get to the birthday party. Yeah, I, I figured they killed the two guys like down in the cellar. It kind of happens. They like, drag them behind a pillar, but it seems like they were killed. So I counted both of them. Both? See, I only had one. The one, one Malik get- definitely stabs a guy. Yeah. But if he's stabbing that guy, they're not going to leave the other guy alive. It's like, okay. it's, it's, like in, uh, it's like in Heat. Like once you cross that line, you gotta take them all out. Like I, I just assume they killed them both. All right. So then I, <laughs> you boy, I need to tell the listeners, me comparing this movie to Heat, the face you just made, <laughs> I've never seen anyone show more intense disdain than I just saw you make. <laughs> I have no poker face, so it's probably true. Just the fact that I brought up Heat when talking about Conan the Destroyer. You really you know what? Movie. I'm gonna you know, based on that, I think Wayne Grow needs to pay a visit to you. The Grim Reaper is visiting you. 
Uh, so what I did, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the next sequence, which is the way Conan jumps out to draw those guards is hilarious. It is really hilarious. It's also hilarious how dumb they are and like, yeah, they fall for it. They throw a rock and the way that the two guys look around, uh-huh. like, oh, hey. <laughs> you know, what I have is they're like AI in a video game, like dumb AI. Yes. You know, you throw a rock and the guy, the question mark appears over their head. Huh? What happened? Yeah. What was that? So from that, that, that of course, then that poor sap, he gets killed. Well, there's two of them, right? I've got two here. Two more guards. You're right. Yeah. I didn't have the tick marks. I should have. That's, that's, that's 41. Um, and then Wilt, uh, Wilt's eyeing up Conan. And I love this. He could have how many guards probably come help him? No. I'm going to take care of this myself. Well, you know, he, he's got his pride. <laughs> he wants to take on Conan himself. Okay. He had plenty of opportunities to do this at a time when he had the advantage. So maybe he's actually like, that's the thing. You never learn anything really about this character at all. Oh, not zero. He's protective of the princess until it comes time to sacrifice her. At which point he doesn't care. Like, that's the thing. The way this character is set up, the way Wilt's character is set up, you would expect him to have a crisis of conscience and rescue her, want to help them because he seems very protective of her. Genuinely. So, but no, he's fine with them sacrificing. Like his character arc gets like 90% of the way there and then doesn't finish it. It's like the movie just forgot that, he cares about Jenna and like, why even do that? Why even I don't, portray I, it that way? I can't disagree. In the end, there's no payoff on that. He just battles Conan and yeah, I think it would have been better if he, it should have been like he betrays them and then realizes the error of his ways and joins them again. And, yeah. But no, yeah, Conan just kills him. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Well, do you like this? I, I didn't, I, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was terrible. It's just kind of the, there. Their fight. Yeah. I don't think yeah. their fight is very good. No, I agree with you that the one-on-one stuff, like, it's just not. I mean, part of it is just it's an old movie, and they didn't really go to great lengths to like choreograph Choreo- sword fights. Yep. And, yep. But I don't know. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So can I ask you this then? I I, I want to know what does Jenna think is going to happen? She has her head tilted back by some stranger with a dagger, and someone else says, "Kill her." <laughs> what does she think is about to happen? Well, something jars her out of her stupor, right? I forget what actually. Something eventually wakes her up. I, guess, I think so. What you're saying is that this drug spell is just. Yeah, whatever, Shut her down. whatever she drank is, right. has put her in a trance. All right, uh, that, that's fair. I mean, the movie doesn't make it clear enough. It's clear that something is in her drink, but then, yeah, I don't think... They needed to really sell that she's in a trance and that doesn't really do that. But, uh, yeah, Z- Zula shows up and spears that guy. Gets the javelin throw, like <laughs> Hercules in New York. It's probably worse than Hercules in New York because it's the... You can just tell that, that spears on a fishing line, yeah. you know? No physical object flies so straight. No. Uh, it's really, really phony, but whatever. I kind of enjoy it. It gets the job done. Yep. So they save Jenna. So, so the whole idea is they need to sacrifice her as the statue is coming to life or else some kind of horrible thing will befall them. And the horrible thing is just, it's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, dumb monster. But the monster does gore Queen Teramis pretty quickly. Yeah. That I like. I think that's, that's appropriate. Yeah. It's sort of a poetic justice that she's killed by the creature that she's she's raised. And so this monster starts, and Conan starts fighting it. I feel bad for the poor guard. This is the, one, one of the Queen's guards like tries to chime in. It's like, oh, dude, you that was a big mistake. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like the fact that he tries to help. It's just like, set our differences aside. I'll help you, Conan. You know, like, it's a big, dumb monster. Yeah, that guy definitely gets it. He gets his head stepped on. Yep. Like, if this had been an R-rated movie, I'm sure they would have had his head, like, extremely <laughs> graphic. For sure. Yeah. Uh, he's number 47. We skipped over a couple of guards that, 
I'll say, I counted the two guards that when Conan jumps down and like lands on them. You counted those? I, you know, at first I didn't, but then they're back there lying there the entire fight. Oh, all right. I noticed them like a minute later and they're still back there. I was like, they're still lying there. I guess they're dead. <laughs> they're done. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that guard with his head getting stepped down is 47. And he's the last guy other than this dumb monster. Yeah, and I think we uh, have established we don't count monsters, so forty seven is going to be that. Um, I like that. I did like that. Zula tries to help help out. All she does is get tripped. Uh, doesn't she help? Does she does something? Doesn't she? She does a little bit, but it's it's not enough. And then she trips over its tail or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember that. And, but he just keeps fighting different. You know, Malik throws a knife at it. Well, he, Conan keeps losing his sword yeah. and getting like wrapped up, yeah. and then someone's got to come help, and then he frees himself and cuts with the sword. He goes for the kill of the horn. That uh, Akiro tells him to go for, and you get you get some Arnold face there when he goes for the kill. Yeah, yeah. The, the part where he's tearing off the horn is a little like I don't know. It's both too much and not enough. Like I feel like there should have been more to how to defeat this monster than just like this horn that you can very easily rip out of its head. Yeah, you'd think like, some that, god you are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean really. I mean, it, there should have been something more to it than that. You're probably right. I mean, I understand that the concept it draws its power from there. Then maybe it should be encased in something. It should be more difficult than just brute strength ripping it off. Uh, anyway, yeah. So he rips the horn off, and now it's been weakened. And I do kind of like how he just this. It's basically now just a helpless creature. I mean, granted, it was it's a monster that could destroy the earth or something. Yes, but the fact that he rips the horn off, it just kind of collapses, but it's still alive. And he walks up to it. St- Stabs it brutally, and the music's just like, da-da, heroic. <laughs> Our hero. Yeah. Kick I, a man when he's down. I mean, really, it's the most heroic moment, as he's just stabbing this helpless. <laughs> it's like the end of the fly when a guy shotguns the fly, except if that was, if at the end of the fly it was just like, da-da, he did it. <laughs> it's my t- hero. <laughs> totally, it's so crazy. Although I do find it funny when... Uh, Malik walks up and he stabs the thing and it plays the music over again. It's like da da. Malik also killed it. Yeah, I like how he gets the the, the Conan score as yeah, well. That's funny when Malik stands. That's one of the few Malik moments that I think is funny. So then we kind of get the uh, the wrap up, which is the the new queen is assigning jobs, and I just I'm annoyed by this. She takes Conan's entire crew. She does. He doesn't need them. He's just, you know he. A promise he was kingdom. He'll have his own crew, you know, later in his life. Well, my, my notes say Zula gets a brain, Malak gets some courage, Akira gets a heart. If I only <laughs> had a heart. Oh, Conan couldn't be bothered to get dressed for this ceremony. He's just in his loincloth. Thank the- you for, you know, we should have pointed that out. He's barely dressed the entire movie. Yeah, I think uh, I saw some thing online the one of the producers something saying like he wanted like arnold basically like in nothing but like a bathing suit or most speedo of man yeah yeah he is the speedo man uh you know because it's like ah, that's what i paid for or whatever but he is jacked in this movie even more so than the first one so like he is yes he, I, I get it but here's this like it's the end of the movie and he's meeting with the queen you know and he can't bother to get dressed he has yeah he hasn't been he knows this is happening he had time to dr- get dressed in the morning this is what I'm wearing. This is what I choose to wear. I mean, I'm sure she enjoyed it, considering she's been lusting he, after. He was, yeah, he was hot in the hot or not, so she right. probably was appreciative. And yeah, it was a kiss. Yeah. Which is, again, I wish I didn't know how old Olivia Diabo was, because it's... Holy cow. I didn't, until you told me on this recording, <laughs> I didn't know that, and that's not cool. Yes, it's not cool. <laughs> I wasn't even going to equivocate. I don't know what else you can say. I mean, I, well, I was going to equivocate and say, like, well, you know, 
honestly, like this is a thing that actually did happen in like medieval times, but like you know, marrying fourteen year old girls, but doesn't doesn't excuse it. Just the right. fact that that was a real thing, and it's especially in this movie, yeah, and it's something you can write out too, right? You don't have this is fantasy. You don't have to do that. Well, I think if something like that had been a plot point, I mean, that's not the kind of thing that happens in Game of Thrones, to be honest. Like, not so much in the show. But in the books, like that's you know, it's drawing on medieval history, and it's like this is a thing that happened, so this is a thing that's going to happen in Game of Thrones. And like honestly, if it's, if this was something that had happened in the first movie, I don't think it would have been as objectionable because that of the tone of it. And it's just like, well, this is gross, but you know, this is a violent world, and you know, like yeah, and it's, it's, based it's a gross on, world, yeah, yeah, history. But in this lighthearted like ch- children's movie, no, it's so, that, I did not realize that, yeah, so that's. Gave me another reason to dislike this movie. Really gross. Anyway, that's the movie. So that is the summary. I don't think you convinced me, and I didn't convince you. <laughs> like, how, like, you don't even want to like have any kind of critical. It's just we have summarized the movie. We have concluded the part. Well, I mean, what happens? They You're go, so detached. They go to a bunch of places, and he fights a monster. He fights two monsters. Come on, don't give this movie short shrift. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the movie man i i don't I, I this this is something i will never watch again ever clearly yeah okay well <laughs> this was a tough episode because honestly i don't necessarily mean this as a criticism but it's like you've really been a brick wall this whole movie just <laughs> <laughs> it's been really hard having a conversation you're so against this movie <laughs> i'm sure it was interesting because like yeah this is the most we've disagreed about anything yeah and I kind of don't know how to handle it because, man, you're just over there. You're, you're, physically, your arms aren't crossed, but your demeanor is just arms crossed. This yeah. whole thing. I, 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 you pro- it, this would probably have been the only episode that I can think of that if we had actually been video recording to upload to YouTube, it would have been worth it for all of the faces you said that I was making along the way. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anyone like roll their eyes more intensely than heat, the heat <laughs> comment. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I think this is okay. I think you know you have to know that it's just a piece of frivolous fantasy entertainment. And honestly, I don't even like fantasy that much. You know, so the first Conan the Barbarian movie is a really great movie, and this is not a great movie. But I don't. I, I agree I th- with you. <laughs> but I think the only thing that makes this is kind of what I was saying earlier about it, if this is not a sequel to Conan the Barbarian, how would you feel about it? I feel like it it only looks so bad in comparison to the first film, which is great. But if you put aside that and just judge it on its own merits, it's like, yeah, this is silly and it's for kids, basically. And Conan fighting some monsters is pretty schlocky, but... I just don't know if this was intended to be schlocky. I think it was intended to be a family movie and it was going to be a series. I don't, I don't think this set out to be that schlocky. I think it did set out to have comedy, comedy and comic relief. I don't think it's set up to be schlocky. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think this I think Conan the Destroyer is intentionally campy in really? some ways. I don't know. Well, like everything else on this one, I don't think we agree, but that's okay cuz we don't have to agree on everything. So what we do have to do though is that we do have to get our housekeeping in order. Oh, yeah, I already put uh what did I say 47? 47. 47 bodies in one pun. One pun. Yeah, so anyway, that's the show, I guess. You want to pick uh it's your pick for the next movie. So My pick. Just... So I uh I thought long and hard, and this was difficult for me. After slogging through this, I was this close to saying, let's just take our lumps and take our medicine back to back. And I almost went with Junior, but I am not. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. The slow heat death of this podcast is really what (laughs) this is. This is our final season, and it's just, it's boy, this is, (laughs) we've got some good ones left, but. We do have some good ones left. 
we've also got stuff like Junior left, so yeah, <laughs> this is really going to be a, a tough, uh, a slow burn. push to the finish. This is the part of the marathon where you have to really like push it, push through that wall, and yes. But so what I want, I, and so speaking of kind of just the podcast, and we're in kind of the home stretch. I think my choice was kind of the beginnings of when we had conversations about maybe doing something related to Arnold. I don't know if we thought about a podcast. So I decided to go with The Last Stand. Ah. And I, I believe that when we were both really excited when that was coming into theaters, it was going to be a new Arnold movie. I liked it. I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. So we'll see if I have the same feelings. Yeah, this is dangerous. It's dangerous. But so to me, I just kind of wanted to let the listeners know, I think that The Last Stand, when we went to see it, is when we started the seedlings of the idea of doing this podcast. Because we started talking about Last Action Hero and how much you know we enjoyed it and just Arnold in general. So I, I, I wanted to get The Last Stand kind of earlier in season four than it kind of waiting to the end. Yeah, it definitely started a tradition with the two of us where like we tended we started going to see a lot of Arnold's new movies in theaters. Yeah. Because we saw that. We saw Expendables 2, you know, and, and uh, Terminator Genesis, obviously. Right. Yeah, I, I really have a feeling it's not going to, you know, I, th- I think our excitement about a new Arnold movie really carried us through that. I, we, I'm worried that it's not going to We've, we've noted that on some episodes, and now we're going to find out. So I decided we're going to do The Last Stand. Yeah, I, okay. Well, I, I hope it holds up because I, 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 I don't know if we can go through this again. I will, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I will like Johnny Knoxville in that more than I liked Grace Jones in this. Oh, boy. I'm going to remember you said that. Please go ahead. Use that <laughs> audio clip many times in, uh, in this podcast. Oh, see, since you've been see, here's the thing. Now, all you've done is you've by by pre-defending Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> all you've done is set me up to want to go in and hate Johnny Knoxville, which I already I'm going to come in doing. So that's fair. You're just setting us up to have this experience in reverse, where I, you're going to be defending Johnny Knoxville. And I don't. I, the, okay, here, let me just say this. I don't know. If you've I'm already actually, set the table for. It. I'm not. I can't. I'm not going to agree now that I'm going to defend Johnny Knoxville. All I'm going to defend is that I guarantee you that I like him better than I like Grace Jones in this. I don't understand why you have the strong reaction to Grace Jones. <laughs> uh, you're mischaracterizing that, but whatever. It is what That's, it is. It is what it is. Anyway, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank. Believe me, if you made it this far. <laughs> Congrats, you are a dedicated a, fan. Yeah, for sure. I, I've wanted to turn this podcast off as we're sitting here. Like, I can't, you're sitting right in front of me. I can't turn it off. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode if you've made it this far. Oh, my goodness. Um, anyway, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Puns Podcast, uh, YouTube. I don't know, whatever. I haven't had time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, <laughs> we're wrapping this thing up. We're just limp to the finish line, I guess. <laughs> Do do your propers look? I I'm, I can't even continue this podcast anymore. <laughs> Selling point. I haven't had time. I haven't. We're limping to the finish. <laughs> I wanted to upload all the episodes of the YouTube, but whatever. Well, there are some up there. So what I would say is the ones that are up there, please uh, comment or on your podcast app of choice, like us and give us a favorable review. Uh, and I have my rule in a crisis situation. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Is it about Grace Jones? Uh, it is not about Grace Jones. <laughs> okay. Uh, my rule in a crisis situation, it's going to pull from this and actually an action movie that I really love, that uh, when you're surrounded by glass, just break as much glass as you can, because only good things can come from it. <laughs> Seven years, good luck for each one. It's, yes. It's, in that world, it's the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Shoot the glass. <laughs> That's right. That's the show. Enough talk. We'll be back with... What the f*** is that movie called? Oh, Jesus! Come on! I'm so done. What's that movie called? The Last The Last Stand. Stand.
We'll be back with the last stand. I can't believe you dropped an F-bomb. <laughs>